Bird. Yeah, buddy. Welcome, friends, to the Joe Blow Horror Show. Today is September 25th, and there should be snow on the ground. It's just like 45 degrees. It's cold as tits out. Des Moines. And on even better news, um, this is the start of episode number seven. Oh, best news I heard all week. Oh, yeah, buddy. Um... Again, welcome to the Joe Blow Horror Show, where we review and discuss horror movies, not horror films. Uh, rolling right into it. It's um, big. I'm excited to see where The Void comes in with our rankings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I really like that movie. I'm, I'm Are we going to do the top curious. 10 of all time? Or we could do, we should do like, of decades, top 10s, like... We should have 90s, 80s. Kind of, yeah, do some yeah. kind of bonus, bonus up or something. Um, so this week, we uh, obviously were covering The Void as a new movie, but the old movie is Jacob's Ladder. Um, that one was chosen by yours truly, Drunk Darius, yeah, which is joining us as always. I'm Boss Tuna, uh, and I chose The Void for this week. Uh, so the uh, segment this week is Drunk Darius's Deep Dive. And the discussion topic is top five movie theater experiences. So I'm excited. Yeah, I know people have good stories. I've got a couple. I need a few more. I've got a couple good stories out of uh, out of uh, my top five. But I, <coughs> excuse me, I know other people have some good stories. So once we get the, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> once we get the social media rocking, we'll have yeah. To, yeah, other people. Yeah, yeah. Since we're gonna be, I know we said this last time we we recorded, but we will be uploading all of our episodes here very 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 shortly, and um, we'll have to do like open up a chat line or or yeah. email or something just because I I want to get listeners feedback and get them involved in the previous discussion topics and everything we've had. Right. On. So I think that'll be fun. So. Uh, Tuesday, we're we're recording again. What's 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 new since we last uh, chatted, Mister Drunk Darius? Anything? Same old shit, man. Started school back up. Yeah. Van Wilder's entering his tenth year. It's going, man. That's right. Well, let's get into uh. What what's the beer? Oh yeah, let's talk about the beer. I'm. Parched. I almost I almost drank this. By myself last week, I picked it up just randomly. The Fairway in Polk City. That's just uh, sad. I've had it once before. 
It looks wicked. Yeah, it's the if you could only see the bottle. Um, Surly Brewing Company. The beer is called Darkness, and it is a Russian Imperial Stout. I don't even want to know what the ABV is of this because this is only a liter. I'm going to guess that's a 32 ouncer. It's got a three-headed dog on it. What do you call those? Uh, oh, yeah, what is that? I've killed a whole bunch of video games in the year. Yeah, past. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's Yeah, it's got a three-headed dog, and there's like his tail is a... I don't know, a cobra. Yeah. And uh, it's got some sinister gate. I'm excited. It's got skulls on it. It's totally Halloween. It gets us in the mood. It's pretty metal. And then it's it's uh, got like some kind of weird wax thing on. So hopefully it's got I can a wax cap. Wax like cap. A maker's mark. Yeah. Yep. But it's black. Yeah, it's so, cool. All right. Shit. Let's tap into this here. See if I can even. You got to tear that wax tab off first, don't you? I'm trying to. No, you're just going to go right for it. I'm trying. <laughs> we're, we're not even going to spit on it. We're just getting it in. Okay, okay. Oh, almost. Boss Tuna <sighs> is struggling. <laughs> I'm trying to do it without having to get this wax off. Why? Because it looks cool? No, because I feel like it's going to... Jesus. Oh, God. This is the scariest thing I've seen all week. Yeah, this I should have taken this wax off before. <laughs> All right. So while you're <laughs> struggling over there, anything new going on in Boston is live? Uh, I'm going to practice taking wax off of caps after this, I guess. I can tell you that. Oh, man. This is hard to watch. It's like... Yeah, it's... It's a car wreck. <laughs> like you just can't it's... look away, but you don't really want to see it. It's, this is a lot more difficult than it looks. I think it's because it's Are been in sure? my fridge, so it's like... It looks pretty difficult. I got... There it is. Did you hear that? I heard the... There. What what alcohol percentage is this? Um, I don't even know. I don't know what... Brewed and bottled by Surly Bearing Company, uh, Minneapolis and Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. I'll read you guys a little snippet on the back. The legendary Hound of Hades, Cerebrus. Okay. Yes, I think that's what it is. Uh, was said to guard the gates of the underworld, preventing the dead from leaving. In this year's art by Adam Martin, he also protects a massive stash of surly darkness. Go ahead and try to grab one. If his three heads don't get you, his snake-headed tail certainly will. This massive Russian imperial stout contains notes of chocolate, coffee, dried tart, cherries, and raisins. It finishes sweet with the piney, resinous hop character. You can drink this now or hoard it like a Cerebrus, uh, but it's up to you if you want to be a bit more generous than he is. Oh, and, and yeah, so. that's exciting. Yeah. That's good marketing there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they always have pretty totally. This stuff is. Uh, you guys another coffee beer, I see. Well, you're not going to... I didn't know this was like this because the uh, growler I have, you're not going to like either. I, I, I was going to say, you said we're getting drunk tonight. It looks yeah. like a small bottle. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got a whole growler that's uh, <laughs> coming too. So, dude, this bottle is going to look great on my shelf. Yeah, it's sweet. We should do a whole theme of like... Uh, nope, whoop. Of, I don't know, scary 
Tight drinks. Yeah. Here you go. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Let's see what this looks like. Yeah. I like it. It's good. It's um, It's got kind of... Remember, I was listening to... Uh, God, what episode was that? The KBB stuff we had a few episodes ago. When yeah. we, were, we were making fun of it, that it tastes like... You're pouring coffee in one side of your cheek and yeah. black velvet down the other. This does have that kind of whiskey. I like, like it. Like super though. strong. But yeah, but it's good though. It's got a lot better, I think, of a flavor taste. Mix, yeah. It's going to ruin the next beer. The next beer probably. But I figured, <laughs> we. I was like, that is 20 bucks for that. That uh, that thing? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. 20 bucks for that little deal, so I figured... It's probably we're, 20%. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to drink this yeah, first so we can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's good. It's it's strong. I'll put some hair in your balls. <sighs> yes, or your other parts for a female listeners. And your testicles. Yeah. It'll put hair on your boobs, which... <laughs> right on your nips. <laughs> yeah. So, horror happenings. Uh, I've got... I don't know, five or six. What oh, shit. I got three and a half. All right. Well, I'll go first. I'll do... Uh, we might have a couple of the same couple ones. overlap. Yeah. We'll yeah, save. there's a couple that I saved because I figured you'd be all, ta- all, all over that. Yeah. Uh, so, th- this kind of ties into one of the movies we're covering tonight, The Void. But, uh, anyways, the video game, have you ever heard of Monster Hunter? No. I think it's... Fairly new. It came out last year. Okay. It's more of an RPG. I'm not really into the RPGs, but yeah, a couple of my buddies play it, and it's supposed to be pretty fun. But anyways, uh, Paul W S Anderson is turning that video game into a movie, and he's pretty cool. notable because he is the mastermind behind the Resident Evil movies. The wait, made, the first one. Y- yep, the first one, and not the second one. <laughs> He, I think he did all but one or two, the best ones he did. Okay. So, yeah. So Paul W S Anderson, um, he is directing and, and turning that into a movie. Uh, he is married to Mila Jovovich, who is oh yeah, yeah, everyone knows Fifth Element and more importantly the Resident Evil fame, uh, and she is starring in it. And one of the quotes I read that got me kind of excited. I don't know. It's probably going to be a horror. It might be French horror. Yeah, like I don't action know. horror. Yeah, it might be action horror. I don't know if it's going to be rated R or not. But one of the quotes is it's having very, very, very big monsters. And it's supposed to be bloody. and Cool. So, yeah, that should be pretty cool. Uh, and then I'll save my second one because that might be one that you're going to talk about. But um, also Fangoria. Um, yeah. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. They're the mag- Do you hear the magazine's coming back out in October? I heard that a while ago. Yeah. Well, they've talked about having it. I mean, it's been planned for quite a while, but they're... Because yeah. it's, you know, I was never a huge... You know, I bought the magazine a few times at, um, you know, you know at, Game at like one of the... Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and read through it. But it's been years since... You know, it's been out of out of print or whatever yeah. you call it. But they're they're redoing it and um and because I think that one before it was like a weekly, but I think they're only doing it's either monthly or like quarterly or something. Yeah. So 
you know, and, and I read the reason I was kind of getting interested in it is I uh, not read. I listened to uh, an interview where they had one of the main guys behind it and they asked the right questions or like, you know, what's going to get people to buy this magazine when they can just go on their phone and, you know, get all that. Right. So mainly what you're buying it for is they have a lot of the original writers. So there's going to be cool stories and segments That's and cool. whatnot. So I, uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy the first one at like a newsstand when it comes out. Yeah. And then if it's good, I'll just get a subscription to it. Yeah. You know, that's cool. I don't know if I ever read it, but I think it's a good time for it to come back out. Yeah. I I just remember seeing it as a kid because it had super cool cover art. Yeah. I had like, you know, obviously it's got to pull you. Pull you in. Yeah. Pull you in a little bit. So, all right. What do you got? Uh, Well, first of all, tying to that, that, See that Telltale? Telltale Games? Yeah, they're, they're, yep. they shut down. Oh, Did they make some horror games? That is so funny you saw that because, like, working today, uh, I brought my notebook with to write some notes down, and I was, like, not originally going to say that, but, yeah, I wrote that down as well. I they just added the, it literally today. They make that Walking Dead game. Yep. Yeah, that's so that's why I wrote it down. I originally wasn't going to, but I was like, well, I've been talking about that Walking Dead game for, yeah. like, two episodes. I never even heard of them until they started closing down and firing everybody. Yeah, which I was very surprised because they've got some very successful games. They did uh, The Wolf Among Us, which was like a werewolf one. And then they did um, the uh, Walking Dead games. And the thing that really is pissing people off is they... um, they're shutting down and they're like not even going to, so they're in the middle of like the final season of the walking dead. Yeah. So like we got this main character when, you know, they started with the video game series when she was like six years old. Yeah. And I, I I haven't played the brand new season. I just finished, you know, a couple episodes ago saying I was, I finished like the whatever episode or whatever season it was. But I read that like the brand new one is called, you know, Walking Dead, the final chapter or something. Yeah. And they've got like one or two episodes out and they're done. So they didn't even like give this huge storyline closure. So there's tons of people that are really. I heard somewhere that they might have the scripts to them or something. Maybe someone could buy it. Like uh, if it's got enough. Out of it's popular enough, maybe Ubisoft or someone will buy it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really, I don't know, I can't believe that they got broke because I feel like th- those games got super high ratings. Yeah. Um, you know, I, maybe they just didn't sell that much, but I mean, they're really regarded as good top quality games. Yeah. yeah, they got really good reviews and everything, so. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, that kind of... That kind of made me, you know, really mad because I think I've got one more season and then the final chapter. I don't remember what it is, but it's like you're starting a movie and you're finishing it right in the third act. Yeah, before it climax. Yeah, and and every guy knows how bad it is when you can't finish something before a climax. Did you see a a new movie coming out called Climax? No. It looks looks weird. Blue Ball Productions did it? or No, it's supposed (laughs) to be a... I think it's supposed to be a horror movie, but it's like a weird dance theme. I don't know. It's like bringing on meets. Oh God. I don't know. It there better be. Some it's getting good reviews, but it doesn't. Really? I saw. It didn't look too interesting to me. No. Uh, okay, mine is Venom. PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even write that down because yeah. I figured. Yeah. It's a disappointment. Very much so. Yeah, that kind of pisses me off. 
whatever. Uh, I also saw that <clears throat> they're finishing up a Child's Play reboot. Oh, you see that? It's a reboot. Oh, reboot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's reboot. risky. It's like uh, when they try to do the Nightmare on Elm Street without Freddy Krueger. Are they still casting the same guy to voice Chucky? That's a good question. I don't really know. I didn't really read too much into it because I'll end up watching it. But yeah, um, I think they're they've I think they've already like we're shooting it and I think they're in like post-production of five from what I heard the last one that they had was actually pretty good yeah the cult and seed of, yeah you know, one was the seed of Chucky and then I think the cult of Chucky was yeah, the, last the cult one. of Chucky I heard was good mm-hmm. yeah I heard the same thing too okay I got a uh, what we do in the shadows TV shows coming out in spring 2019 really oh yeah what uh, network I don't probably some I don't even know it's got to be rated R. You would think so, yeah. So it's got to be like either some online streaming one or like HBO or Showtime or yeah. something. Yeah, like well, who knows? They can show gore. I mean, Sons of Anarchy was on yeah. FX and they show almost everything besides nudity. Yeah. You can only say fuck like once an episode or something. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Hopefully they. Hopefully it stays. They do it right. Consistent. Um, Robert England, we were just talking about Freddy, but uh, mm-hmm. Robert England was playing Freddy one last time. Oh, yeah? Now, and what? Uh, the Goldbergs. <laughs> wow, that's cool. I've watched that. Though. I've never, I didn't even know what that was. Like, I, apparently it's a TV show. It's like an 80s themed sitcom. No, he's playing it in their Halloween themed episode, so. That's I awesome. I don't watch those kind of TV shows, but. I usually don't either, but I watch that. Yeah, so yeah, I was going to say, I'll probably watch it with the Halloween themed one with Freddy on it. When so. does that come out? I'd imagine it's coming out in the next few weeks, so. They say for sure is the last time doing it? I don't know about the last time, but they're, they just. Yeah, he's doing it again. Saying Freddy's back, and they had like a picture of it with one of the girls from. Reenacting his famous scene, you know, behind the the one main character in the first one. Yeah, that's cool. So, oh, uh, I didn't write this down. Tie into that. You see, uh, Eli Roth is coming out with like a documentary about horror movies. No, I didn't. And he's got Robert England and. Uh, see, you have to have the Robert Halloween England. guy. Nick Castle. No, Carpenter. Carpenter is oh, in John it. Carpenter. He's got a bunch of big horror names in it. Yeah. It's supposed to be on like A and E. I don't know if it's gonna be. It's supposed to be probably a mini series. Oh, it's on yeah, it's Sweet. a TV show documentary. I like Eli Roth. You don't because I don't like his golf. movies that He's great. Poetry porn. But I like, I like I like his commentary on scary movies. He's a true yeah. fan of scary he movies, is. so I like that about it. He does, yeah. Uh, okay, next we got a remake. I don't know if you like this. I love remakes. To uh, Train to Busan. It's an oh. English remake. Yep. Yep. It's got James Wan from The Conjuring, the director from The Conjuring, really? and Insidious 2. I, oh, yeah. He's good. Well, he's like the main saw guy, too. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah. No, yeah, I love James Wan. I, I remember when that movie first came out, they were like, okay, this needs an English yeah. whatever. So And yeah, they're making a sequel to it in South Korea. Korea yeah, yeah, Korean sequel, so... Yeah, that. no, that's be awesome. Me too, I'll throw actually more, watch it. Yeah, throw more zombies at me. <laughs> So that's going to be sweet. Uh, the last one I have ties into what we were just saying. James Wan, kind of, I guess. Okay. It's not about James Wan, but uh, Lionsgate. So Lionsgate, like, 
you, you know, the main um, intro, I guess, when Lionsgate comes up, it's like the gears going back and forth. And yeah, yeah. So, like, every time I see that, that for some reason, even if it's not a horror movie, it reminds me of a horror movie. Because it's Saw. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but then, yeah, because it's the gears going, yeah. and then it's, like, twisted pictures, and then it's right. the barbed wire goes across the yes. screen. So whenever I see Lionsgate, I get super excited because, like, you know, they're, it, re, it reminds me of horror. But it's funny, the, the VP of Lionsgate had a quote, and he vows uh, that Lionsgate will once again own horror. And it was kind of like a little dig against, like, Bloomhouse Productions. He, yeah. he said something about that. Bloomhouse is at, like, A24. Whatever, I like the Astron smaller. Six and whatever. I like the in, more indie films. Yeah. I've been killing it. But, yeah, so, I mean, Saw, Hostel, Cabin in the Woods, you know, that's all, um, yeah. you know, Lionsgate, and he's, like, vowing that they're going to, which is good because Lionsgate pretty much puts out rated R stuff, so that's Yeah, and they have sweet. good production quality regardless how good they the do. movie is. Yep. So that's all I got. Okay, and my last half of one is I talk trash on that Hellfest movie. It's supposed to be oh, based yeah. in a haunted house or whatever. Yep. It came with a new 80s theme trailer, and now I'm excited to see it. Because it has that old voice like, they went to get their one last scare. And like Sweet. that kind of like talk over voice. Yep. Like, oh, man, more, more movies need to make this. So they're like, that's coming out in October, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm excited so, to see it now. I wasn't before because yeah. I tied it into that other movie. I forgot what it's called. But. Yeah. Do you have anything else for horror happenings? Horror, horror happenings? Horror. Yep. Happenings. Horror. Horror <laughs> happenings. Well, in the recent Stormy Daniels. No, I don't oh, know. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of mushroom heads. Um, so. Before we get into the first feature discussion, discussion and review, I, fi- I was going to chat with you earlier before we started, but I'm just going to blindside you with this. All right, hit me with your best shot. Hit me. Pat Benatar is a yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like the ice bucket challenge, but way cooler. Yeah, because I'm going to challenge myself smear off too. ice. Oh, God. No. That would be a good little change up in between these <laughs> beers that are blacker than the night sky. Um, no, I'm going to challenge you and myself as well. Uh, the 31 Days of Halloween movie challenge. You ever heard of that? Are you going to watch one every single yep. day? Well, you are too. Fuck, all right. Yeah, That's going to be tough. Well, does that have to be new movies? Or? No, any horror movie. And uh, so when we come in, so I was thinking about this. This is tough because in October I do my week-long fishing trip. Yeah. And... You know, we'll bring a couple movies to watch them, you know, but we'll be fishing and stuff most of the time. Yeah. So. Do I have to watch one every day? Or no. Can I watch y- like y- two yeah. on one Yep. Day? That's what I was going to yeah. say. So I'm going to have to like do on the weekends. I'm going to have to watch like probably three or four. Yeah. A day because there's going to be certain days I work too late or on my fishing trip or whatever. But we should try to do. I can do that. 31 movies. For. Like yep. A one a day. Shotgun for, reviews. Yeah. Yep. So, that being said, do we want to include the four movies we're going to be watching for the shows, or should we do 35? You tell me. Oh, I think we should do 35, probably. All right, sweet. It's going to suck, but I don't want (laughs) to... 
That sucks. It's, yeah, it's just going to be, yeah. It's going to be a lot. Staying up late and... At least I don't have to write n- notes yeah, on every yep, single episode straight, or scene. Yep, all I want is a quick little snippet, synopsis, whatever, and then um, a review. All right. Or just a rating, I should say, at the end. Okay, there it is. Stay tuned. We'll do our uh, 31 Days of Halloween right movie on. challenge, and we'll see if we can do it. No cheating either. I got to write down a list just so I don't yep. have to watch. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I'm going to try to figure out. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to – I think a lot of the movies I'm going to get watch are going to be ones like in the last like couple of years that I just didn't have a chance yeah. to. Yeah. There's um, been a lot I've skipped just because they don't seem appealing to me, but yeah. might as well throw them in there. I yep. fill 31 days. I was, I was thinking about that because I had to drive – like I was working like a little over an hour away and on the way back, one of the things I was thinking of is like, I'm going to break it up. I'm going to do 10 2018 movies. I'm going to do 10 that I just haven't had the time to get around in the last like few years Yeah. that I missed. And then I'm going to do 10 like, you know, older ones that are, you know, that I should have seen that I never did. Okay. Like spoiler, Rosemary's Baby is one of them. Yeah, I've never seen that either. So, yep, so I'm going to do 10 that way. So <coughs> we'll see if it works out that way, but... I'm just going to try to do fun ones. Yeah. Not too serious, because some of these heavier ones, man. Yeah, I was going to say, watch it. You come out of this, like, depressed and... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just going to be drunk Darius and a gallon of Rocky Road ice cream <laughs> and a bunch of tears after after this month. And we so. were in the trench coat mafia after this. <laughs> Reminds me of middle school. We had a trench coat mafia back <laughs> when everyone thought it was cool. I was thank God I never did that. But. All right, all right. Um, discussion. Oh, it is discussion. I was trying to jump into our feature review. Crime. Keep doing that. Good. Yeah. Good thing you're. So the discussion this week is one that uh, I had chosen, and um, I got to write down because I was like. For some reason, I was thinking I had to choose the discussion for next week. That's why little little uh, PSA, Drunk Darius and I kind of forgot about this, so we were like scrambling for <laughs> to record. What? Although I had mine all written down uh, somewhere else. I just, for some reason, I was thinking that it was Drunk Darius's discussion topic this week. So I had a, I was super excited for my one, yeah. but I got to write it down for, for next episode. So I don't forget. I just, but the uh, discussion topic this week is top five movie theater experiences uh, with horror movies. So top five horror movie, movie theater experiences. Right on. And uh, we'll start out with five and go back and forth and get down to our favorite, which is number one. And okay. give a little backstory with it. So, um, yeah, did you just want to jump in? You want to go first? Yeah, okay. So, like you were saying, we kind of forgot, and I only had four coming into today, but I just thought of one. It was The Visit from, what, 2015? Yeah, that's not all that long ago. Uh-uh. It was a good experience. Good. I think most of mine are rated on how the crowd was at the theater, yeah. you know? And there's... I don't know, it's Christmas time, good little crowd, not a bunch of little kids there. It was funny, and it was scary, so you got to hear everyone laughing at all the funny parts and that screaming was at the That the two kids that go to visit Grandma and Grandpa, right? Yes. God, that movie was awesome. It's a good movie, man. It was, it was, and that was directed by um, 
M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. I don't care what anybody says. I like his movies. He's The Village, too, right? Yep, The Village. And The Visit. Yep, so and The a, Visit. Yeah. And it's wow, very ironic sense. because my number three is one of his movies, so. Okay, <laughs> okay. But who'd you go to that with? My ex. Which, oh, um, I can't think yes. name right now. The yeah. main one. She who shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was right. Voldemort. <laughs> so the ex that you still hang out with on Mondays, or is that? It's just sometimes, whatever. Move on. Just, just what's yours? Whatever you're, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. What so, do you have? So my number five is uh, The Purge. The, the very first Purge. Where, when did that come out? Uh, five or six years ago, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. The reason, So I did mine a little bit differently. I did mine with, like, theater experiences with, like... Well, I guess I'll just... You, you'll just... I'll just explain. You'll see. Okay. So the reason I chose that as number five is I think that was the first like scary movie that because my wife aka drunk Darius's sister does not like horror movies at all apparently but um yeah so we kind of talked about this i think it was like the first episode i always force her to go to movies yeah i think that was like the first kind of quote-unquote scary movie yeah. the purge is i don't know that's that's the French first horror, one's pretty scary yeah. Yeah, so pretty horror. yeah, I guess yeah. Actually, the first one is more horror than the others because that that's just straight up home action. Yeah, yeah. You know. But no, that was um, one of the first ones that we went to because she, you know, never liked going to those kind of movies. But it was actually uh, the first movie I saw when I moved down to Des Moines. So I moved from Minnesota to Des Moines, really? and that was the very first movie I saw. Candace and Andy went with us and yeah, a couple, cool. couple of our friends. So It's always fun going to group. Yeah, uh, yep. So it was the four of us and, you know, the girls, of course, hated it. And me and my buddy loved it. We were, like, high-fiving. And or at stuff. least he yeah. pretended to love it. No, he, he, <laughs> he liked it. He liked it quite a bit. So uh, that's my number five. That's funny. I asked my brother if he wanted to go see The Nun last weekend. Mm-hmm. And he likes scary slasher movies. Like, no, I don't like the, that ghost shit. Creeps me out too much. <laughs> I got a, I got a baby. Watch his dog these next couple of days at his house. It's like, What's he doing? Is it haunted? And he's like, I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, he has to go to Chicago for work. Oh, gotcha. But I hope it's not haunted. And his house well, kind of creepy. You'll find out, I guess. Oh, I guess. Okay. Uh, my number four was Paranormal Activity, the first one. Yeah. Me and my friend Johnny used to always just go see movies every Tuesday, which was is uh, around here. It's a discount day. Do you know that? It's like half price I think movie I did, yeah. days. We went there and a couple of our other, other buddies from high school just so happened to be there. So we sat Party. together and like... Uh, the other two guys are big. They were in college. At Grandview, Des Moines. They're big, yeah. huge football players, and they're scared little bitches in this movie. <laughs> but I gotta be honest, after seeing this, I I was pretty scared for like a whole week trying to sleep afterwards. Like, yeah. That was a good... Paranormal Activity gets a bad rap, but it's a scary movie. It man. is. I, I agree. I was just listening to, I think it was the last podcast on the left, they were talking about par- the first Paranormal Activity. Yeah. It's good. It's 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 good found footage style, scary. It's really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Me too. Uh, my number four is Village of the Damned. I kind of gave a little... Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of gave a little uh, snippet of this in one of our previous episodes. But... Is that what that 
Kirstie Dunst, or what's his name? Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley, yep. yeah. And Christopher Reeves, Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the reason I have that in is... Um, I don't even know how or why, but 1995 it came out, and it was in the theaters, and myself and a bunch of my friends went. We were in fifth grade. Yeah. And, um... Was it when your parents had to eat you in? Or was it PG-13? We went by ourselves. I don't know if that was PG-13 or R, but... Regardless. We weren't 13. We were in fifth grade, so... What's fifth grade? Like, 11? Yeah, not 13. Yeah, I don't even know, so... Yeah, maybe not even 11. Yeah, yeah, maybe 11, 10 or 11. But, no, we went, just a bunch of us, and, uh, yeah, I remember, like, in the first, like, half hour sitting there, like, this is, you know, I, I, I it was probably one of the first movies I went to by myself, and it was a scary movie I probably shouldn't have gone to. And, oh, yeah. You know, we did the whole, like, movie theater, and then, like, pizza party, and, like, sleepover, and, and... It was, yeah, it was... A little um, too scary A little too you? scary, yeah. I think... Uh, I have to two, call your mom. I think there was only like five kids that were staying for the sleepover and yeah. two of them went home. So <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. It was that would have been me. I haven't seen that movie. I don't know that I've seen that since 1995 when I saw the theater. So I don't know if it holds up, but when you're in fifth <sighs> grade in the movie theater by yourself, that yeah. movie scared the crap out of I think I remember it being real scary when I was younger, then I watched it later. It's yeah. kind of cheesy, but like most of those 90s yeah. kind of horror movies. Just, you know, because I think it was about, like, like, like children that were being born were aliens or something, and that yeah. was, like, a really scary concept. They were all, like, blonde-headed little yeah, fucks. Yeah, like, Looked like hairs. your son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. creepy out of Your all. nephew. Yeah. <laughs> And they like wide eyes and shit. Yeah. That's my number four. Uh, okay. My number three is Saw 2 slash Jarhead. Uh, they both came out in 2005. Just with my uh, buddy Johnny again. Mm-hmm. 2005, I was in seventh, eighth grade, maybe. <laughs> I was seventh grade. Well, we went with my sister and her husband at the time, Amber. Dutch. Oh. And, uh, well, this is pretty early internet, at least for us out here in the boonies is early internet. And Johnny looked up the show times, he said it started at 4.30. We get there, it turns out to show up, start till 5.30. So we got movies till Saw 2. And we went and saw Jarhead for an hour and then snuck back into Jarhead, Saw 2. Yeah. And... We stuck out one by one, so it didn't look suspicious, and I was the last one to leave, so I, I stayed to the one, like, uh... In Jarhead? The sex scene in Jarhead. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, man, you missed it. Because <laughs> I mean, <was, laughs> yeah. we junior high, yeah. so that was a big deal there. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, it was a good experience, and then went to Saw 2, which was my favorite movie yeah. at the time, Saw was. Yeah, that was a great movie. So that was a good one. <clears throat> My number three is Signs, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, that's a good movie. And yeah. It gets hate too. Why does all of his movies get hate, dude? They always, like, make fun of his twist at the end. It's because Sixth Sense was so... That was solid. It was so good. Everyone yeah. just had to make fun of all of his after that. Well, I mean, some of them do have a pretty weird... Like, The Happening, yes. like... But that was based off a book. The Happening was? Yeah. Oh, Stephen King book. Oh. But he did change the ending a little bit. Yeah. 
No, I chose signs because um, that was my freshman year of college, 2002. And I, I played football and uh, we went and, you know, moving out of home, everyone, you know, was there. Uh, it was a little bit different playing football because, you know, we had to go there like end of July for two days and and it was a lot different. I, I was two and a half hours away from home and, you know, didn't, didn't know anybody, didn't have any friends. And, um, you know, being freshman, they hazing and all that kind of stuff, it was pretty crazy and stressful but then yeah. uh we did like a team outing and we went to see signs that's so, cool like the entire football team went to like a matinee show or something and yeah it was it was it was pretty cool yeah there was a couple of the jump scares were pretty effective and scared a bunch but the entire movie theater was our football team so that's that was, awesome that's pretty cool so that's my number three is signs uh my number two is saw number one Booyah. Zin. This must have been eighth grade. Because we went with a bunch of little 14 year old girls and like oh, a yeah. few as 14 year old boys. And one of the girls' moms drove and they sat in the back while we were watching this rated R movie. I don't know. I was just, I was really excited to see you saw. Remember, I used to fall asleep with the TV on and then wake up in the middle of the night and like the saw commercial trailer beyond oh yeah and like you want to play, play a game? game and like my eyes are still closed <laughs> you know it's like what the fuck dude? yeah i was really excited <laughs> for that but then it was just good like i don't know nostalgic little feeling being yeah. that age and just discovering horror movies again really i saw the f- i think the first three saw movies because they all came out on halloween like like the week of Halloween or whatever the weekend so in college we would see them and um, you know they they came out on a Friday and uh, the you know we I would say the first year you know I was whatever redshirted yeah uh, but we'd go to the movie and then we'd go party afterwards and you know it was we we, we I want to say I saw the first three on Halloween night before. That's cool. Yeah. Did you guys get like a discount to go to the movies? Uh, I don't. Oh yeah, they 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 had a night. They did have a student night. Yeah. Yeah, it was like some random I don't know, Wednesday or Tuesday or something like that. So I remember, yeah. I saw a lot of movies down it because Louie went to Grandview, and they yeah. had like a Grandview night at their movie theater near them. So like, if you had an ID, you got in free, which. I just borrowed someone's. We yeah. saw a lot of movies, but he didn't like scary movies then. But it was a lot of fun because everyone there was from the college. Oh, yeah. yeah that at the there. pre-party. Yeah. And, well, in the theater, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, we uh, we, we went to quite a few uh, in college. But I think mainly we just would, you know, whenever, whenever a movie came out, we'd usually go. Usually as a group of us. But my one buddy and I, we... we went to most of the movies together but yeah that's cool so yeah um so my what are we on two so my number two is um i really don't have a good story behind it but i did go to see the uh evil dead remake in the movie theater yeah and i want to say i went with just one buddy um it was i think it was i don't think i went with a girlfriend or anything i think it was just like me and one or two friends 
But the reason I wrote that down is, is that still is to this day, like the scariest movie I have ever seen in a theater and to see it like in a theater with, I mean, everything was like perfect. I mean, there wasn't a lot of people in there. Uh, It was at night. Uh, The sound was perfect. Like you didn't have the douchebags like ruining it by laughing or saying anything. Ah, those junior high kids, which half my movies were. I was in junior high, but... Yeah, no, this was just like the perfect experience and it scared the... It's like one of those where like you... You put your feet out a little bit in case something grabs your ankles yeah. from the chair. I mean, it was awesome. Really? I mean, I gotta rewatch that. Well, maybe wait a little bit. Okay. Intent. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay. Did, I, did you see the first one before that? The original? Oh, yeah. 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 I gotta watch it. Well, the re- see, I am, to go off on a tangent, but remakes get a lot of hate. A lot of... I don't know, you could call it true or, or not even true, but hardcore horror fans, they hate, hate remakes. But I'm in the different vein in that if you put out a horror movie, uh, you know, for the most part, I'm going to, you know, like, like especially for a remake. I mean, remakes are done, sometimes they're done for money, like money grabs, but yeah. a lot of times they're done out of love. And uh, this one doesn't try to be the same. It's like, I mean, you, it's not, you could almost say it's a completely different movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they try not to, you know, reboot or do the exact, I mean, it's just the same kind of, I guess you can say universe or whatever, yeah, yeah. but it's way different. It's like the exact same. And it's, yeah, it's a lot more of a serious tone and, oh yeah. I agree. I, I, I love remakes in general. Me too. I do love remakes too. Like, yeah. Obviously Halloween is my favorite movie maybe ever, but yeah. keep remaking it. Like, the more, right. even, like, shitty sequels I will watch. Like, I need more Michael Myers. I don't care. And we'll have that in a couple weeks. Okay, brings me to my first one, Halloween. H2O? 1978, the original. You saw that in the theater? Two years ago, they had a special uh, showing of it on Halloween. Oh, shit. I think it was Halloween night. Dude. And I went and saw it on the South Side, which is South Side Theater was the best because it's in like the ghetto. So no one ever went to this theater. So you could Dude. always go and there'd be like maybe 10 people there. And I went and saw it with my girlfriend at the time and her friend and Who her boyfriend. Who not be named. Yes, Voldemort. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so it's just like the four of us and then like maybe. S- I don't know, eight other people in the whole theater, and it was like a special edition. Because I always wanted to see it in theaters. Yeah. You know, oh, for it sure. came out 20 years before I was born. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, it was awesome. But it was a special edition. So they had like a John Carpenter giving all these, like, uh, it was like watching the DVD with the commentary. director's commentary oh, in yeah. on it. So it was, it was a real cool experience. That would be awesome. I see that every once in a while, like up in Ames at the college, they have, you know, yeah, something like that. They'll show a lot of those, like uh, on Fleur Drive, they only show like older movies. Yeah. So like, yeah. We got to look into that. We should. Yeah. I mean, it'd be sweet to go and see like the original Friday the 13th. Or yeah. I, they do like all that. the time, I swear. It's, yeah. We, need, we need to watch be more aware it. of that. Yeah. yeah. My number one, and this is head and shoulders above every other one like this is so far ahead of 
by far my favorite movie theater experience ever was the Hills Have Eyes remake. No shit. I think it came out in like 05 or 06 or something. It was 06. 06? Because I thought maybe that was a movie I saw when I saw Saw 2. It was like, I don't know, that's 2006. Oh, yeah. And Charlie had came out in 2005. Yep. It's 2006. Um, we went with, this was in college, uh, and there was, it, it was a big group of us. I mean, like two vehicles big. Bunch of dudes and a bunch of girls, and the movie theater was packed. I went to Bemidji State University, which isn't an <laughs> overly large town or college or yeah. whatever, and it was just a you know they had like a sixplex movie theater, I think. But the movie theater for this one was was pretty packed, and I had really no idea what the movie was about. I didn't even know it was a remake at the time. Um, you know, I, I was so drunk for my 10 years of college that I didn't really, you know, everything kind of took a back burner to yeah. bars and whatever. Right on. But, um, yeah, we went to this this movie. I think I saw a couple previews. It looked pretty sweet. Have you, have you seen that, the Hills Rise remake? Not in a while, but, yeah, I've yeah. seen it. It's brutal, so, man. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I like it so much is so there was probably – there is enough of us to take up like an entire row. There's probably like 10 or 12 of us or something. And in front of us, like two rows in front of us, there was like a group of like maybe like middle schoolers or junior high yeah. or something that clearly shouldn't have been in there. But I don't think anybody knew what they were getting into. Right. And, um, you know, the movie starts out and it's nothing like too crazy. It's, you know, the family going on a, you know, a little vacation, uh, you know, they stop at the gas station and he tells them to take the shortcut, which wasn't a shortcut. And then, you know, slowly, you know, shit kind of. Yeah, they start finding all like the cars and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when it starts to get hardcore and, and yeah. maybe if you haven't seen it, now is a good time to hit the 30 seconds. Actually, I, I drone on. So maybe like hit the 30 seconds fast forward twice on this. Or be a little risky. Keep listening. Or, or you only YOLO once. YOLO. Uh, but yeah, so then it starts to get, you know, shit's getting real, you know. And I think the the first main crazy scene is, is they take the dad and they string him up and they like torture him and light him on fire and yeah. then there's like a scene where they're about ready to rape and kill a baby or whatever and I've, yeah like it was like you're sitting there like oh my god and the, the first fuck? thing i noticed was is the group in front of us i thought they were laughing but they were crying so there's like one or two girls that were crying and then they leave and then out of our group like three of the girls get up and they leave the fucking movie theater and me and my one other buddy drove, and we're like, you know, loving this. What? We're like, you yeah. guys are fucking. I was loving that. Dude. I sat there through this movie, and I don't know if I enjoyed the movie more. That's probably why I like this movie the so much. Of people yeah. is yeah is I think the reason I like this movie so much is because of like my movie theater experience. Because I sat there with my buddy watching like people get up and walk out of the fucking theater. Like, just, like, terrified. Like, you know, there you're like, oh, I love scary movies. My favorite horror movie is Adam's Family Values. Or, you know, they just are way out of their element. And, uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was a dark movie, man. Dude, that was, yeah, that was, like, everybody dies except. You were loving the baby rape? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 I don't know. Yeah, that, no. But, yeah, no, that, that movie was. Dude, I, I'm so glad saying, I was able yeah. to see that in the theater because it was see, it like, was a reaction. Yeah, yeah, just people getting up and leaving, and 
yeah, that was pretty awesome. But, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, well, I'm taking my first piss of the night, and oh. then we'll get into our Primity. first movie view. It's going to be one of those nights. I'm it sure is, yeah. I um, we'll let that thought a little bit, and I've got like one or two sips left. So, oh, yeah. all right, are we live? Yeah, we're live. You got your After frozen the... growler over there. Yeah, I'm I've, just I've, got, trying to make it feel so much like home, aren't you? Right, right. Well, we <laughs> even the beer I, I, I filled be that frozen. up in Fort Dodge, and I was like an hour and twenty minutes away in my car, so I was like, I'll just throw it in the freezer, and yeah. yeah so we got a little bit of a frozen beer action going on, so. <laughs> It's a good problem to have. Right. right. It's just like a beer slushy. So that's amazing. <laughs> you're used to that if you're from northern Minnesota. I bet you are. Ice fishing or, or you don't beer outside. Even you. here, you don't need a cooler in the winter. You just put the beer outside in the snow. Yeah. When the Iowa guys used to come up north to visit me, we'd just buy a keg and we'd go ice fishing, and like you could only have that. We found out. Keep hard way, yeah. You, you got to make sure that keg's not outside too long because the tap will freeze up on it. So, first feature review. We'll let you introduce it to your movie. The first feature review is Jacob's Ladder from 1990. Rated R, 113 minutes. Uh, what did this get on the B? Guess. Uh, I think it's like five. 5.8, maybe? 7.5. Yeah, we just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guess what the budget was. Uh, 30. Million? Yeah. Close, 25 million. Okay. Guess what it grossed domestic. I'm feeling this is one of those that didn't do good when it first came out, but then got good later, so I'm going to say 70. 26.1. No shit. Yeah. So I was a little bit right. Yeah. So it's got good ratings. So. Yeah. Well, I think um, it probably did. I, I couldn't find what it grossed globally. but Yeah. It probably did better grossed, out there. Yeah. I was going to say, they, they made plenty of money. So uh, this was directed by Adrian Lin. Uh, he is a, he, he's a big time actor. Or not actor, director. Yeah. Not, not so much into horror movies, but... Um, Fatal Attraction, Indecent Proposal, you know, those are some of the movies. Yeah, and this one is borderline horror. It's borderline horror, yeah. But you know what? This one is in the same vein as a lot of the other movies he directed. Yeah. So. The reason I picked it is because I just Googled top horror movies in 1990, and this is number one. But usually those movies that get great ratings as horror movies... Aren't, They're borderline horror. That's movies. what I was just gonna say. That's when you're gonna get like something like Outbreak or The Good Son, which is like yeah. the blockbuster. You know, like when you think about horror movies in general, like the main ones are like Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street, and those ones they don't get good ratings. Yeah, Halloween they, does actually. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, it, and at the time, you know, they may not have or whatever, but usually they they start out with like no-name actors or, you know, directors that aren't, you know, on the same level. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and well, the same thing, too, with The Void that we're going to talk about. When yes. I, did you look up what the budget of that was? No. So that's going to be a perfect example as well. But, no, it's directed by Adrian Lynn. This is, you know, uh, 
very similar to you know the good son and outbreak this is what i would call like your hollywood blockbuster kind of horror it's got big names in it um you know i think it got a pretty big release as far as in most of the theaters as well uh it was written by uh bruce bruce todd oh, i'm sorry bruce joel rubin i don't know only fucking hollywood douchebags go, go by three, three names. names yeah um but he's again he's a big time writer um he's he, he did you know his big ones are are he really the closest thing he has to horror is ghost okay so i mean but he wrote deep impact uh, as well so. kind of yeah yeah um Starring uh, Tim Robbins is, is top build. Obviously, everybody's heard of Tim Robbins. He's got a bajillion film credits. But I wrote down uh, some of his, his horror ones or War of the Worlds. Uh, I actually saw that in the movie theaters as well. I like that movie quite a bit. Uh, and then Mission to Mars, he was in that as well. Pruitt Taylor Vince, he is one of my, I would say in like, horror movies he's one of my favorite horror movie actors because he's very noticeable but uh he was in the cell um i i think he was i most recognize him from identity um constantine and then most recently devil's candy do you know who he is he was the one that he met in the bar uh the very first one he met in the bar and he got in the car and it got blown up that was prue taylor vince really yeah who's in devil's candy he was the the main dude that would rock out on the guitar. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah. What that guy was? Yeah. The, wait, what do you mean? Was he the main bad guy? The main? He was. He protagonist? was like. He was like the son. His parents killed themselves, or whatever, and he he was the one that would like play the guitar. Okay. But have you seen Identity? He's in Identity too. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, dude, that movie is great. Uh, also, um, it starred. I don't even know if it, well, I want to say star because he really wasn't in it that much. But Jason Alexander, most notable for, uh, what is George Costanza yeah. from Seinfeld. Seinfeld, yeah. And I looked, he's got a shitload of film credits. And usually, like, if I look up an actor and they're fairly old, like, I pretty much don't even really look at the film credits from the, you know, their beginning years because yeah. they're like, you know, they played a part on Dragnet in 1950. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, like a one-liner here. Yeah. But I, I actually went through all of his, and I'm glad because his very, very, very first credit in any kind of movie or TV show was in The Burning. So that's... Oh, my God. That's a tie-in to my deep uh, dive. Ooh. So, yeah. So The Burning is um, like a 70s horror movie, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, it's on my list. I, I haven't seen it in full. Uh, also, it had... Uh, vi- oh, shit. I forgot that. It has... Um, it's a 1981 movie. Now I'm getting confused. Why? What what I made, what I said about... No, I was right about Pro Taylor event. So, no. The next one I was going to say is Ving Rhames. Uh, Ving Rhames was the, the, the black soldier um in yeah. the very beginning marcellus wallace from uh pulp fiction yep yep and um the the dawn of the dead remake yeah uh kyle gas was in this so i forgot about that i wrote this down before i watched it you know who kyle gas is right 
Tenacious, Tenacious D. D. So now I'm trying to think because him and that Pruitt Taylor Vince kind of look alike. Yeah. So now I'm I'm wondering. Confused. Oh God, I, I now I have to double check because I may have told you guys wrong because the guy that got blown up in the car might have been Kyle Gas. I can see that one more. I've got to. Okay, now I got to, I got to figure my shit out. And I forgot Lewis Black is in this, um, and I don't remember who he was. I wrote these. Yeah, I wrote these names down before <laughs> I saw the movie, and I forgot I don't remember to him in it either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. No, that's yeah. Whatever. Um, that's basically who the main characters are. the The female character was in a lot of stuff, but um, yeah, nothing too in, recognizable. I feel like she's in like one of those Law and Orders or something. Yeah, some TV I, show. I was gonna say I don't watch that kind of stuff, so she might have been. But she's dead. She died. No shit. Yeah, she at like fifty three. It said liver or no cirrhosis of the liver, which she's drinking herself yeah, to death. So yeah, right. yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, is there anyone else? Um, I didn't write it down, but the um, Aiello is his name. Whoever played the chiropractor. Tony Aiello, maybe? Yeah, he's in stuff. That he's actor, in like, he's, uh, yeah, he's, Sopranos. Yeah, 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 he's I, in Sopranos type of stuff, yeah. I don't know if he's in Sopranos. Yeah. He's well, always yeah, some he's, mob guy. Yep, yeah, yep, exactly. That's, yep. Um, I guess they're, they're really... I didn't really write down a lot of like trivia stuff with this, but in 2015, Tim Robbins, um, basically he was talking about this movie and he was, cause it didn't really do well when it first came out. And he thought that it had like a bad opening and theater experience because it was just coming off. He said it was bad timing with the Gulf war, which it's like, like a Vietnam. Yeah, so he, he you know, maybe, yeah. I don't know how much truth there is in that, but yeah. that's what he thought. Um, and then um, this is one thing I saw, which I was kind of surprised with, and I'm trying to read my handwriting, so give me a second here. Oh, yeah, you were in hieroglyphs too. This, I, I think it's the guy's name, but this was in um, some kind of list that said 1,001 movies to see before you die, so... What? What? Yeah, this was in... Oh, this movie? Yeah, was? this movie was in a list uh, that was, you know, someone wrote that said 1,001 movies to see before you die, so... Uh, yeah, this isn't necessarily a horror movie, but there's a lot of uh, horror... Elements? That you can see repeated in yeah. later movies, like uh, the guy's shaking his head, like... Yep. Like the executioner mask type yeah. thing. And, and I didn't really, and I read something about that and I didn't write it down, but they, the one thing I saw with this movie is, is everything is in there was like done with no like post editing or anything like that. Yeah. So they said when they, that scene you're talking about actually is one that I read and they gave the example and they said that they filmed the guy doing that at like a really slow film rate or something Yeah. in slow mo or whatever it was. But then. They just sped it up in the... So it looks like it's yeah, all blurry. So it, yeah. Yep. Uh, it was in a couple times. I think it's like the opening credit scene to someone's... Some company's, like, title scene. Oh, I don't, or maybe it's a video game or something. With, like, the executioner mask and guy yeah. shaking his head. I don't I know. I know what you're saying. I can't put a finger on it, but, yeah. No, I know what you're saying, so... Um, but, no, that... I mean, that's about all... All I have as far as trivia, unless you have anything else you want to add. No, I got nothing on trivia. All right, well, let's get into it. 
Okay, so we got an opening scene. We get Vietnam and we, Tim Robbins, our main guy there, plus all the other characters you said. Or his, yep. his army buddies there in Vietnam. Tim Robbins is is Jake Singer as his character. Jake Singer. And really, so the other like, buddies in Vietnam, you don't really need to know because they're kind of they're after thoughts. In and out of it. Yeah. So Jake Singer, that's what we call it. Jacob Slider. Yep. Jacob. And then they're just sitting there and like, oh, no, there's someone. We, see, we got movement in the trees. And then a firefight breaks out. People getting shot, and then he gets stabbed. And then it cuts to Bayonet, yeah. him waking up on a subway in, um, I think, New York City, I'm assuming. I no, was it actually, is New York. It I was is. confused because at first I was like, it said Bergen or something. I'm like, is this in fucking Germany? Bergen Street is yeah, what I was Bergen looking Street, for. Yeah. Uh, but then he wakes up on the subway, and he's staring at these... We're, I'm assuming, at least, I think they want us to assume this is a few years later after he's gotten back. And there's two signs on the subway. One says, HELL, all caps, H-E-L-L. And it says something about doing drugs is can be like living in hell or something mm-hmm. like that. And the other one has it's a, like an advertisement for New York about how it's crazy. But New York, you ne- never die for, never die of freedom or something like that. Unique New York. It's unique New York. <laughs> so I don't know. I thought that was some foreshadowing, which kind of is. There, there's a lot of anti-drug thing. stuff in there, in that scene. Yeah. And also I read something in there too. I didn't write it down because I knew we'd be talking about it, but. Um, there is there is a bunch of different cuts, I guess you could say, of this movie. Uh, is there? Because that makes some sense. And one of them, which I wish they would have kept, like, I, I don't know, I mean, I always read about this stuff, and you read about these scenes and whatever that they cut on movies, and most of them, like, God, that would have made, you know, done so much to the movie. Yeah. But they cut out a scene where... So what we're going to get into in a minute is that he's in this subway and he can't get out. He's like trapped in there. You know, he's like going up steps and, you know, it's gated off and there's This is in the scene, deleted scene? No, no, no. This is like in the movie. Remember? Like he can't get out of that subway. That's when he started, you know, he's like trying to go up the steps and he can't get out of the the subway. Uh, So there's this whole scene. He's trying to get out and he goes into a bathroom. And when he goes into the bathroom, there's... A guy raping another guy. This is deleted scene. This is in the okay. deleted scene here, and um, it's. I think there was like a movie release years ago that had this in it or whatnot, but uh, they deleted out of there. But yeah, I mean, there was a scene where I mean, that's you know, that's I don't like know how they depicted, but that that was a could be a pretty powerful scene in a movie, right? But they left it out, which. Usually it's like producers cut it out. Yeah. The directors yeah. want to answer. For so whatever you, reason. You see a director's but. cut. Yeah, they probably want to make it more, not PC, but yeah. advertise it more, a wide variety of people. I mean, it's already rated R, so I don't know why. I mean, I feel like that would have really. I don't know. That's I mean, that's a powerful scene. Intense, you have a dude yeah. rape another dude in the bathroom. I mean, that's going to. 
Especially since I'm sure... In, in the beginning of a movie? A lot of this has to draw back to, like, m- maybe it's PTSD from Vietnam. So, like, I'm sure that's some shit that happened to Vietnam right yeah. there. Okay, so he's on the subway. We see those signs. And then he seems to be, like, the only one on the subway, at least on his car. Mm-hmm. And then he walks the other one. The old lady is there staring at him. And he's like, do, do you know where Bergen Street is? We passed Bergen Street. And she's just, like, staring at him for some fucking reason. And then we see, like, a homeless man, like, covered up, twitching. Do we ever figure out who that fucking homeless guy was? No, I don't think, uh, yeah, I was going to say it. That part, I don't think it matters. I think it was just. No, because the guy was, like, under a blanket. And, like, we almost see his face. Like, oh, maybe it's one of his ex-buddies or something. But it never came back to it. No, no, no. Because he was covered up. But didn't you see there was, like, a tentacle coming out of him? Oh, was it? So, yeah. So, that's where you get, like, the first little, like, okay, something ain't right here. Because you're seeing, you know. This is one of those movies where you're trying to figure out the main guy is crazy. Or if shit is really hitting the fan. Yeah. Which, if I would have read the synopsis, I usually hate these kinds of movies. But this one, it played all right. Yeah. Especially since it's probably before, like, Shutter Island and all that type of stuff. This is... Mm, that's an ice cube. Yeah, there, this, this, that's a little bit frozen. This is, after watching it, I would classify this as a psychological horror. Yeah. So... I mean, it's it's definitely fringe, but yeah, it's it's psychological as far yeah, as that goes. So. He gets off. He tries to go upstairs, can't get out, so he walks down the tracks. The subway almost hits him. The train. He jumps out of the way, and everyone on the train is staring at him. Yep, they're all like glued like to the windows. Yep, uh, you so can tell something ain't right. That kind of creepy, I guess. Yep. Then. Next scene, he is walking through his apartment building, and do you notice, like, the hallway kind of looked like a hospital, had, like, wheelchairs and shit? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was kind of a slum, it looked like. Yeah, and then he goes in there, and he talks to his girlfriend's Jezebel. Yep. He called her Jizzy. Jizzy, which is a great nickname. Well, I encourage she all was naked you. the whole time and they were doing a bunch of stuff, so maybe that's she what was. Jizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage you all to name your next dog Jizzy or Stain. I like Stain. She's like, come Stain, come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Oh, uh, yeah. But anyways, Jizzy says Sarah, which is his ex-wife. We find out. Dropped off some old photos. He's looking at the photos. We see one of his kids, Macaulay Culkin, who apparently passed away. Yeah, I like. I had no idea. Did you realize he wasn't in the film credits? Macaulay Culkin was. Yeah, uh-uh. he wasn't. Because I, I I went through everything. Like whenever I watch these movies, I always go through IMDb and I read and look everything up on him. Yeah, you think it would have been the top credits? Maybe he was, was supposed not to be even, like something. Well, he was really young though. I mean, this That's this pro- came out in 1990. And when did Home Alone come out? 91, maybe. Yeah, 91, 92. Yeah. So after this. Yeah. So he. Um, yeah, I I saw that because I wrote like when I first saw the picture because all you see is a picture at first. I wrote down Macaulay Culkin question mark and I'm like weird maybe. But, yeah, obviously, he's in a lot more of the movie, you come to find out. But at yeah. first, I was like, wait a second here. Now I look through it. He's not in any of the film credits or anything, Macaulay Culkin. Maybe it's his brother. 
No, it's it's Macaulay Culkin. Mickey. Mick? McCulkin. Yeah. Mickey? <laughs> Mike McCulkin? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay, so then when he goes to see his chiropractor, Louie, which is this yep. mafia-looking dude. Yeah, he doesn't play into it. He's in the mafia. It's just mm-hmm. You know this guy because he's been in a thousand yep. things for me in the mafia. Uh, Danny Aiello is his name. Yeah, that sounds right. He says he saw Sarah, which is his ex. Not a whole lot going on here. Just that he trusts this doctor. That mm-hmm. we get, you, can, you can tell that this is, a, this is a doctor. This is someone he confides in. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a family friend or he's been seeing him for a long time or whatever. And we know something weird is going on. So keep note of this guy. Mm-hmm. And then on his way home, he almost gets ran over by a car. Like some cars just like gunning yeah. at him. But he's yeah. walking. There's... This is a movie that, I mean, this is the epitome of, of a movie that once you finish it, you're like, you almost want to rewatch it all over again. There's because there's shit going you on. Know, yeah, place. because now you're like, oh, okay. But I kind of figured out halfway through the movie that something was not right, but I just didn't know what. Yeah. And even now, like, I still, there's a lot of questions and theories I have, I guess. I was going to say now, there's maybe four things going on. One, maybe he has PTSD. Mm-hmm. Two, maybe he's schizophrenic and has PTSD. Three, I don't want to get three. Three is maybe he's in like a well, a psych ward. Oh, yeah, okay. We can spoil. I don't You're, we're spoiling. Do okay, it. maybe he's in a psych ward like a Shutter Island. Yep. So maybe he went crazy from his PTSD or something. So he's yep. imagining some of the shit, but really he's just in like a, in the psych ward the whole time. Or four, had he was dead or half dead. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of questions I had. So like even still, I'm not a hundred percent sure what happened. <laughs> I have to go and rewatch it, but. It's kind of like because I jumped up reading around. some stuff afterwards because I had like my theory, but then I went and I read like this one art. I almost sent it to you actually last yeah. night when I watched this. I kept writing down my theories, but they kept changing as the movie yep. went on. So he goes back to see Doctor Louie at the hospital, and they're like, "We have no record of this Doctor Louie." He's like, "Well, what's your name?" He's like, "No, it was a different doctor. It wasn't his." Oh, it wasn't his? No, yeah, this was a different doctor. This wasn't the. Um, okay. This wasn't the, the chiropractor. chiropractor. Yeah, this is another one. Okay, so. But the whole time, though, like you're getting, so, he, there's there's a lot of he's talking about demons. Yeah, and they're or not demons. What did he call them? In he there? says demons. Does he say demons? Yeah, he says demons are chasing him. So, but we never actually see demons. So. Well, you kind of do. I mean, I mean like on you, train, like on the train, you, kinda, you saw the tentacle. Yeah. So, like, part of you is like, is this real? Is this what he's seeing? Is it you know right. manifesting? Um. So yeah. So when he gets to the hospital, he's talking to the secretary, and she's telling him there's no doctor here. She's like, I've been here for years. Blah, blah, blah. So now you're like, what the fuck is going on? Is this, you know, is he making all this stuff up? And she drops something and she bends to pick it up. And like, you can see the horns. Like she's got like, yeah. You so know, horns like, on. Yeah. Either she's a demon or he's hallucinating. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, what's, you know, what's going on here? But he's also at a freaking hospital because you can tell he's mentally not there. So yeah, they, it leaves you wondering what's going on. But yeah. So 
Go ahead. Okay, man. So this throws off everything I wrote down because I thought he's looking for his chiropractor. No. Oh man, I don't know who is he looking for. Um, some doctor. Yeah, some some. Well, oh, you know what? I know it is the doc. Was it the doctor from the from Vietnam? Um, that we seen that him. I doubt it. No, I don't think so. I think this was just because he's at the VA. Yeah, because right? he's part of the yeah. veterans Veteran, outpatient. Veterans Affairs, yeah. So he's at the VA. So, like, he, I gathered, and I, what I think is going on is he, when he got back from Vietnam, he was assigned to this doctor, you know, for PTSD. Yeah. You, know, you went through a traumatic experience, you're going to see a doctor. Which, so he saw that doctor for a while, and they cleared him, or he just stopped going, or whatever. Yeah. Because he goes there, and he goes, well, I, you know, I just saw him three months ago, and yeah, she's like, I don't him. see him. He's so not then he, no record of him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's no record of him. There's no record of you either. Yeah, that was another thing is there's no record of him. So he just all of a sudden starts running. And at first I thought he was running out of the building, but he was running into the building. Yeah. So there is a security guard chasing chasing him. And you could tell he's in a loony bin because at first he wasn't sure if he was in an actual hospital or if he was in like a mental ward or what, but he's in a loony bin at the VA right now. Well, he was like maybe in the mental ward of the... yeah. Regular hospital, yep. but and the security guards chasing him. They're and all then, the whole thing's a big mental war. Yeah, but then like all those like mental patients and their white robes or whatever hold back the security guards. So this is the part I was thinking, okay, it's Shutter Island. This dude yep. is here. He's just going crazy, you know. But then he goes, gets into this room with some people talking. I don't know what they're doing. But then the talks to the one guy's like I'm looking for Dr. Parsons or something so like step out he's like oh Dr. Parsons died in a car accident a month ago yep he's like well what, what happened they don't know his car just exploded like, okay that's a little weird yeah so I'm like at this point I thought he was a loony patient in the loony bin yeah and he, he never actually was outside of the hospital at this point is what I was thinking. He's always in there. So everything we saw before, besides maybe Vietnam, I thought he was hallucinating. And I didn't have a single clear thought. Like, I had a bajillion things going through my head. So I didn't know what the hell was going on. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're... Okay, the next scene, he's at, like, some kind of disco party. So... Yes. Was this supposed to be right after the Vietnam War or in the 90s? Or 1990? So I think this was, like, present day. Because so he's still present day girlfriend. would have been 1990. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Like present day of like you know the regular part of the movie. Yeah, but they go to a house party and they're playing disco music the whole time. Yeah, and everyone's looking pretty funky. Oh wait, no, I don't think any of the movie was supposed to take place in 1990. Oh no, no. Yeah, I think the I think the entire movie was supposed to take place so in right like the mid 70s or something. Or yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so that makes more yeah. sense because everyone's like real groovy. In yeah, the scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's a, like a little disco party, and like everyone's all I don't know. Oh, one thing too, before we get too into it, another thing I read is um, I, I th- this kind of makes some sense after you see the movie. But the original cut of this movie was, uh, what are we at? So the movie ultimately landed in at 113 minutes. Um, the original cut was like 140 minutes. 
Yeah. And they cut, of that, they cut like over 20 minutes of just the third act. Really? So. Maybe make more sense. Yeah. See, yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Cut. That's a lot to cut out of because, I mean, shit really starts coming together in the third act. But yeah, they cut over 20 minutes just out of the third act. So. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like. The timeline almost jumps around to where he is. What well, I thought, I don't know. I'm confused. But anyways, he's at this disco party and yes. he talks to this Afro lady and she gives him a palm reading. The hand reader, yep. And she says, she says a bunch of shit, but then she says, oh, it doesn't make sense because you're already dead. Yep, I wrote that down right at the time. So yeah, I wrote down, I was like, palm reader um, already dead then I wrote down what the fuck is going on because I wrote down is he delusional is he schizophrenic you know yeah. because you have no idea what's going on at this no, point this, at this point I wrote down six cents <laughs> like, yeah like maybe he's he can see dead people because he's dying or he's already dead or like he died and came back or something when he got stabbed <laughs> I don't know, but then he's dancing at the disco party and he starts seeing weird shit like the guy's staring at him with the He's almost ha- having like a nervous breakdown. Hangman's mask, he starts doing the twitching head thing, and then he sees uh his girlfriend it's like wearing like some fucking what do they call those like legging things dancing but she has like I don't know, she has a tail like an alien tail or if like something's dancing on Yeah, that's that was a really weird scene. I it was I think it was like some kind of weird alien monster demon was, was dancing. Was it dancing on her? her. Yeah. But it was like I think it's because of the time they didn't have like great effects, so they had to cut to it real fast and cut away real fast. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't really make out what was going on. But it was kinda of creepy. But then he has like a nervous breakdown, freaks out, they leave. He uh Wakes up back at home with his girlfriend. He's like, I am so embarrassed. I can't believe you scream like that. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then he's just like, kind of out of it. And she takes his temperature. And she's like, oh, shit. Like, she calls the doctor. And he's like, what did it say? What did it say? And he's like, go. She's like, go away. Like, went straight to the top. We, we got to put you in the bathtub. The doctor says you won't be alive if we take you to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He's burning up. He'll die before you get there. So stuck the thermometer up his butt and it was that what was his butt? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) But the thermometer was uh It was breaking, yeah. So she threw him in the bathtub, threw a bunch of ice on, got a bunch of uh like the neighbors to come help. And he's just like, Ah, I'm dying, I'm dying. Get me out of here. He was like kind of a crybaby little bitch these last couple scenes. (laughs) Even though he had a fever of 106 and brain dead, but you know. (laughs) But then cut to he wakes up and he's in bed. Time out before we we get to we we forgot to introduce I have it pulled up here. Um, we forgot to introduce uh, the next beer we're having. Oh yeah, and the frozen tundra. Yeah, the frozen beer we have is called Backroad Stout. Um, it's a oatmeal stout and it's six point seven ABV. 
Um, it's it's not bad. I, I regret having two stout kind of in one night. Well, the taste of the last one definitely tasted better, but it's yeah. not bad. I will say this one's a lot more mild than the last one. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to say because it's frozen. That's true. So um, did you know that uh, it is a local beer? No shit. What's local? So Backroad Stout is from Millstream Brewing, which is out of Amana, Iowa. You know, Amana Colonies. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll reach the Amish out there? Pretty what much. is Amana Colonies? It's uh, out east. Well, I know where it is, but oh. what? What? what the, I know it's like old history farms. This is the first beer I've had from them. Uh, Backroad Stout used to be just winter seasonal brew when it first was introduced back in 1996 but since the popular demand has made it into an all-year affair uh the oatmeal in the name is due the five percent oatmeal in the grist of this brew oats give beer a rich thick mouthfeel something definitely desirable in a stout black malt and roasted barley give the beer its color and coffee-like flavors if you like thick full-bodied women I mean, thick, full-bodied, <laughs> and smooth stout, this beer is for you. This is our first high-gravity beer put into production since the law change in March 2010. Sip responsibly, so I don't know what, what, what law changed, man. It's a, it's a 6.7, so it's not like... Oh, yeah. I mean, this is half of probably what... I know in Utah, you can drink like 0.5 alcohol content. Yeah. So maybe they changed some rules where the beer can be higher content here. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Oh. I was gonna get a upload a picture and I'm spilling beer and everything all over. So you're a mess. Yes, sir. So all right, if you want to carry on. All right. So after he gets in his freezing bathtub with ice, he wakes up next to his wife Sarah, which it's a little confusing because he's dating this Jezebel. We know why his Sarah to be his ex. It's like what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. He says he's freezing, so he has to shut the window. Yeah, this was a really weird scene because I didn't... Yeah, this movie was really hard to follow. So he shuts the window, and he cuddles with her. Then he goes and sees his dead son, Macaulay Culkin, in the other room. Talks to him, and then... All of a sudden, he comes out of it, and he's, like, in a bathtub with no ice, and there's a doctor there and his girlfriend. So, I think maybe, at this point, maybe he is dying. Like, he, they say he has a virus or something. So, maybe that's why he can see his dead kid, because, like, he's on his way out. Yeah. This is what I was thinking at the time. I don't fucking know what's going on. I don't know if it's PTSD. I don't know. I don't know. But then he wakes up and he's all depressed because he just saw his son was dead and now he's alive again, you know. And his girlfriend's getting kind of tired of his shit, being all depressed and, like, staring off into the distance. So, like, this looks back on the PTSD, kind of. Uh, then he's see him flipping through like maybe the Bible or something. He's reading about demons, which I don't know where people get these books about demons. Yeah, what book was he reading the whole time? I don't was, know. Um, not the whole time, but oh, I did notice. Um, I can't remember. Anyways, but no, yeah, I, in all these scary movies, like even like Paranormal Activity, like oh. 
let's look up this demon. Like, I don't think there's just like a. There's, maybe there is like a book of demons or some shit. But I don't Probably. know. Probably. We're, we're, we're just not very well versed in it. No. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe if we got into like performing exorcisms, we could get some. Yeah, I don't you know, know. Get our hands on some quality reading material. We could do it. Uh, anyways, then he gets a phone call from his old army buddy. Demons. Exercise the demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get the butter at popcorn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, then he gets a phone call from his old army buddy, which I think it might be Kyle Gass. I... You're right. We that don't know. 50-50, it's Kyle Gass. Or that Proven's Taylor. <laughs> one of these guys called. I forgot him. Kyle Gass was in there, so when I first was introduced to the characters, I may have just screwed it all up. Anyways, he gets a call. Oh, it's like, I need to talk to you, like, right now. He's like, all right, dude. I'm sick, but whatever. Let's meet up. So they go meet at a bar slash boxing gym. I am going to interrupt you real quick because I can't not talk about Kyle Gass without my very favorite Kyle Gass moment ever, which is in Wild Hogs, which was a great theater experience. I saw that with an X because I would go to a Tim Allen Wild Hogs <laughs> movie by myself. But the very best part of that entire movie is when they're at the county fair or whatever. And uh, where, where is that county fair? In the movie in in Wild Hogs. Yeah, what town was it called? Where, was it in Iowa? It was called Madrid. Shut up. For shizzle, man. Was it really? Yeah, not even Madrid. Madrid. I had no idea. But uh, the very best part of that was when they're in the county fair, there was a karaoke contest, and you saw a fat cowboy, and it was <laughs> Kyle Gass, and you he was doing karaoke dog. to uh, Pony by, oh, uh, pretty by Genuine. Oh, Genuine, yeah. Yeah, and it was, oh, God, that... I, I laughed like a little girl. It was awesome. So him and Jack Black aren't brothers? No. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> From they are tenacious, tenacious D. They claim D. to be brothers. Yeah. They could be. They're not. Okay. Uh, where was I? Focus, Drunk Darius. You got me confused with the Tenacious D trivia. I know. Okay, so he goes to meet fucking not Kyle Gass or maybe Kyle Gass. <laughs> Look that yeah. shit up, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know how to look it up other than... What was the character's name? Paul. It was Paul? Yeah. Okay. I will look it up. So Paul's telling Jacob that he's seeing all these demons and shit. And Jacob's like, no way. I'm seeing demons too. What are the chances? And then we see this like a uh, random dude kind of on the outskirts of the bar kind of watching them. Playing pool. Yeah, whatever. And then... It's like, okay, good thing we talked. We're both seeing demons. And then Paul is going to his... Paul is Prue Taylor Vance, so I was right. Okay, you're right. He He's going to his car and, like, there's, like, a nickel on the ground. And Jacob's like, oh, my lucky day, because his head's up. And he looks over at Paul while he's getting his car. And they hear, like a like, a noise. And Paul smiles at Jacob. And kaboom! His car just yeah. blows up. And then the random guy that was kind of on the outskirts is there. Pulls Jacob up. 
gets him to run away from the explosion, and then he runs off himself. The rain. But you know, this does. is uh, yeah. Watch it. We're gonna take a time out there because I, okay. I have something about that character. But I'm I'm just looking on the B right now. So Louis Black, his thing is Jacob's doctor. So this may have been later in the movie when he is in the hospital and his family comes to get him. Oh yeah. Maybe I didn't really notice that. Kyle Gass is just Tony. So maybe just some random. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, he's he's just Tony. So, <laughs> but um, no. Anyways, as far as is what you're saying, that character. Um, oh, I just hit the wrong button. That character you were talking about uh, that pulled him out of the yeah the car or whatever. Uh, that was I think it's Matt Craven, and he's been in, yeah Matt Craven. It's Michael. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Any um, relation to Wes? No, actually not, because I want to say I'm almost positive he was in a movie that we already did because I remember looking up his deal, and I remember looking up trivia, and it said not related to Wes Craven. <laughs> but anyways, Matt Craven, he's the guy you're this talking is, about. His claim to fame is not related to yeah, Wes Craven. pretty much. Okay. So then he goes to the funeral for Paul, and all his old army buddies are there. And they're like, oh, my God, we're getting chased by demons, too. What are the chances? So then they think something weird's going on, like the fucking army tested something on them or is fucking with them or something. Uh, and the paper says Paul's car blew up because of electrical problems, but if you saw yeah. the explosion, it was right. like someone packed that shit with C4 or something. And all the army buddies are like, no fucking way. So they think someone's out to get them. So then this one, they go see the lawyer... George Costanza. Seinfeld guy. Jason Alexander. Yep. He's a lawyer, and they're like, hey, uh, we think this shit happened to us. Can you, like, help us out? See what, look into it? And he's like, yeah, all right, I'll look into it. The next scene, Jacob's at home. His girlfriend gets a call from someone, and she's like, oh, yeah, so the lawyer called and said... He can't take your case. Plus, all your buddies bailed out on trying to charge the case. So, Jacob calls one of his buddies. The buddy's like, just don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. Don't even look into it. He's like, no, that's bullshit. So, then he goes and hunts down fucking George. Which is not his name, but... From Seinfeld, the lawyer. Oh, yeah. And he's like, why'd you drop it? He's like, because I know. I know what happened. I looked into your case. It said you guys never even went to Nam. You all all discharged for psychological reasons because of some test went wrong in Thailand. And this is where Jacob's like, no, it's bullshit. I, I knew I was in the AM. I don't know what you're talking about. So now we're like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he got fucked with in Thailand. Maybe he went to Nam. Like, yeah. Who was in on what? Is the government out to get him? Is he crazy? Like, who fucking knows? Who knows? There, there was, there was, there was a lot going on. So, so, just to interject for a second, there's some parallels that I was drawing between this and the next movie, because I was trying to find flaws in the next movie. And flaws with this movie. My main flaws with this movie is the unexplained. Um, Me too. Throughout the entire movie and throughout the entire movie and throughout the ending. It's it's just unexplained. You don't know what the hell's going on. 
Um, and I was like trying to draw conclusions to certain aspects of it. And I was just getting frustrated. The difference is, is you can say the same thing with the void, yes, which we're going to talk about exactly. soon. But there's a big difference. Ah, just, yes. There's a big difference, I feel, with that. I wrote the exact same thing. Yep. And this because of, I, I don't know. For, for, the tone, maybe? or we'll, we'll get into it, but I, I like how that was left more open-ended. And we'll get ah, into that. Dude. In a minute, but Same. yeah, yeah, but this one, I just had a lot of problems with this because I was, it, it was, th- this was different because it was more, there was like different time periods. There was, you didn't know which, like, yeah. you know, there was Vietnam and then there was after Vietnam, but I feel like the after Vietnam, there could be multiple like well, yes. timelines going on and you don't know what's going on and they left a lot exactly. of things open-ended, but with the next movie we're going to talk about. It all happened within one night. Yep. So it's not like you had to deal with timelines. You just had to figure out how you're going to make your own theories as far as what's going on. But anyways, th- well, that was I, I thought that was kind of you know yes. interesting considering you know I wrote this down. Well, yeah, I agree with you. I just think there was like a this could have ended like one of five ways and it ended in one way. But doesn't explain why they led us on those four other ways, you know. Like it's why even show us that this is what it is. You yeah. Know? Yep. Uh, so then he leaves from George Costanza's and some G-men, which I mean, like a FBI black coats or whatever. Pull him in a car, rough him up. They get in a fight. He's like, you need to shut your mouth. You talk too much or something. Throw mm-hmm. him out. Some, like, a uh, Santa Claus, which those people that ring the bells. Salvation Army bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's standing there. Steals his wallet for some reason. <laughs> it's like, all right, respect. <laughs> yeah, well, and that just, I don't know the whole point of that other than it makes him look even more crazy. That's what I thought. he's in the hospital, like, Santa stole my wallet. Exactly. That's like, what I all thought. right, this guy's fucking nuts. So he gets taken to the hospital after that, and they don't know who he is. And Louis Black had to have been in this scene. He must have been. Yep. But, so this war brings me back to, okay, maybe he's crazy. He's in the psych ward, because he's telling these guys that Santa stole his wallet. It's like, okay, so he's crazy the whole time. He was in the psych ward. This is where the maybe the only horror movie part of it comes out because yeah. he's getting pulled through the psych ward and it's like a like a fenced cage built yeah. around the hallway. Yep, and we get like there's the crazies on top. There's a dude with like no legs. Is it no legs or short legs? Short legs or like backwards yeah. ankles or something. Some weird Some. dude like crawling and they're all like ah and like some chick like breastfeeding or something. Yeah, just randomly. But it's like real quick cut yep. to them, so we don't really. But then they're get to rolling see a lot through like it. just like there's body parts on. He has like arms and, and legs all yep. bloody, and he gets into this operating room, and the doctor's like, he's like, yeah, help me out of here, help me out of here, and he's like, doctor's like, why do you want to leave? You're already dead. And it's like, oh shit, maybe he's not crazy. Maybe he is dead already. Like, mm-hmm. keep fucking jumping back and forth, and then the. One of the doctors, or the doctor's assistant, has, like, his whole face is melted over. Like, 
even his eyes are closed, like yeah. melted. And they stab him right in the middle of the fucking forehead. Which I'm pretty sure you get to fucking punch pretty There's hard. There's a lot of bone. This is that's, that's one of the big problems I have with like zombie movies and Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead. Well, Walking Dead, they're supposed to be weakened or something, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but still, you're not going to stab a knife through someone's skull. Yeah. Sorry. But this, they stab a fucking needle through, yeah. straight through his forehead. Like, I can see maybe if they try to, like, lobotomize him through his eyeball or something, but no, right fucking dead center in his third eye. And then he wakes up, and oh my god, he's in the hospital bed, and his wife and kids are there. Yeah, yep. So what the fuck is going on? Uh... <laughs> Okay, and then they're like, he's like, am I dead? Like, no, you're not dead. We're here. And then we hear a voice from the side that says, uh, dream on. Yeah, just randomly, yeah. So that's creepy. So I'm like, back again. He's crazy. He's schizophrenic slash PTSD. That's what it is. Like, I don't fucking know what it is. And then... After that, I don't know what happens with the wife and kids. He's back to his chiropractor, Louis. Which no. I thought Louis was dead. No, 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 no. Er. Did I miss a part? I think you did. Doesn't he come in? Yeah, he, he like, saves him from the hospital. Oh, yeah. Louis comes in and, like, what are you doing to my patient? So, I wrote... This is where I wrote... So, I started to put a couple things together at this point. And this is where I started to come up with, like, my fan theory or whatever you want to call it. Oh, I have to go way back to one of mine. Go on. No, you. well, what do you got? One of your theories, you mean? or? Well, yeah, well, in the first scene with Louis, he says, did anyone ever tell you you look like an angel? Yes, yep. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a second. This movie is, like, just straight up, like, Bible. Like, you, you look at his name, Jacob, and his son, you know, Eli and Jed, you know. Uh, uh, oh, they made a comment about that. It's like, he's like, why do you always get their names wrong? It's like, I don't know, they're annoying. He's like, they're biblical names. I don't get biblical names. And he's like, says you, Jezebel, which is also a biblical name. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, I didn't even put that together until you just said it. Yep, yeah. So I'm like, wait a second. This is just like all straight up like, you know, it's every name in there is biblical. He's like um, demons and shit. Yep, and demons and all this kind of stuff. Because at first I was like, is this like drug? Like, is he suffering from PTSD and drug stuff? But then I'm like, wait, this is all biblical. So I started putting that together because, yeah, in the beginning, he when he first sees Louis, he's like, Ever, anyone ever tell you you look like a, you know, an angel. Uh, an angel. He was right only, after Louis like cracked his. Yep, name. and he's like only you. Every so time. then all of a sudden Louis busts into this hospital like a bat out of hell, uh, and he's like coming to save the day. Yeah. Oh, holy excuse me. And he, he goes to grab Jacob, which biblical name, and he pulls him out. He's like, "What are you doing? This is this is barbaric. You know what are you?" Because he's got like his legs up. And yeah. Shit. Yep. Yep, he's like, what are you? So he takes him back to his place to readjust, and I'm like, all right, maybe he's like his guardian angel, and and you know all this kind of stuff. So I started to put together. I was like, this movie is just 100 percent like you know some kind of weird play on on the Bible and, yeah. and symbolism between you know th- those those stories, I guess. So oh man, I also I skipped another part about Louis. Oh no, it's coming up. 
But I thought maybe Louis was like working for the government at this point. I don't know. I'm just guessing because he's like Jacob's a test experiment and stuff, so he doesn't want the hospital to figure out what's going on. This is after we find out from. I mean, after the or wait, did we get to the part yet where the guy that pulls him out of the car? The car? Did we get to the part where? Okay, that's like at the end. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, it gets, it's really slow, and then it ramps up. But we know, like, him and his army buddies thought maybe the government is yeah. after them. Yeah, Okay, and then he's back at Louis' chiropractor place, and he's, like, cracking his back and shit after he was, like, all fucked up. Did you figure out why he doesn't know left from right? No, because he kept rolling on his... Yeah, that like, was multiple times. on your right, he's like... No, your other right. Yeah, he doesn't know his left and right. Did you know? No, I, I never no, figured I don't that know. out. I don't know. There's too many... Is it red herrings or is it clues that I'm supposed I, to pick on? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if I'm just stupid. Uh, <laughs> so, Louis working on his back. Jake's like, I was in hell. That's what he says. Like, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe he was in hell. Maybe that's what this angle is. Maybe he's dying or was dead when he was at the... Looney Van. And then Louis says some shit, which is... Oh, that's some good ice-cold beer. He didn't say that. I'm just saying that now. After he's... Louis tells him that the only thing that burns in hell are the parts of your life you won't let go. Mm-hmm. He says, devils are really angels freeing you from earthly pains. I paraphrase that, but, like, Louis basically saying your yeah. hell was so bad it's because you won't, like, go of Earth. Yeah. So, which, that was kind of a... So, that plays into the end of the movie and with, uh... Right, and, yeah. like, Louis being an angel, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. He, he narrates, he basically says that same thing at the end of the movie, too. Yeah, he does. Uh, then we see him... Jacob going through old stuff. Oh, because he goes home. Yeah, he goes home, quote unquote yeah. home. But this home is his home where he lived with his ex-wife and his kids. And then he's going through like an old box of shit. Okay, so is this the part where he gets dropped off by the cab? Or oh, no, like no I jumped, I jumped yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're missing some stuff. Because do we get to the part where he goes... Yeah, because no. this is when he goes back to the apartment. Yeah, yeah, that's before, before this. He, yeah, yeah. He's going through old stuff. Then he's, like, reminiscent about how his son died, and we see Nicole well, Culkin gets hit by a fucking yeah. car. Yeah, well, he, he opens up a... Um, like a like a box of all his military stuff. No, this is later, later. Oh, so... Well, we missed a good... So this is after he opens up that... No, when he opens up the box, is like... That's when he goes home. Yeah, okay. Okay. But uh, anyway, so we kind of see how his son died. He gets hit by a car when he's on his bike, Mm -hmm. which it doesn't really play into anything. We just know his son died. Then he gets a call from a guy saying he knows about his experience in Nam, that he was there. So, wait. Well, I'm trying to figure out. Because once he gets released from the hospital, he gets back home with Jesse yeah, and uh, this is apparently back when hungry man microwave dinners. You can yeah, yeah, put them. a hungry man in the yeah, oven for you. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, did we get to that part yet? 
Are we, are yeah, we I'm, right. I'm right on that. I just didn't write that down. That okay, yeah. Well, point. there's a good scene, though, because he gets a phone call, and he's like, I'm not here. Well, it was his buddy he went to war with. Well, he doesn't know who the guy is. No, no, no. I'm... Er, okay, go on. No, I'm at the part... The, we got to talk about the part with the lawyer where the lawyer is dropping the case and his buddies are all against him. Yeah, we passed that part. A while yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. So that was we didn't really talk about that though, did we? Yeah. Oh, maybe that was when I was looking up something on my phone. But yeah, I probably that was. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a pretty important scene because his buddies all of a sudden the buddies are, like, are all freaked out. Yeah, they're so. freaked out and they don't want to. Okay. Yeah, it was when you were looking up something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but now he gets a call yeah. from some new guy that he doesn't know. That this was is also Craven's character in Nam with him. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to meet up with him and it's the guy that was stalking him at the bar before. So this is when he gets the phone call with Jesse and the hungry man in the oven. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to meet this guy, and dude's like, was a total like drug dealer guy in the sixties, making LSD. He gets busted. He's gonna go to jail for a long time, yeah. and all of a sudden he gets called to a room, and a bunch of generals are like, "Come work for us in Nam," and make drop makes, all the charges, and make some. They want to make like some secret like super drug to put people on. Put their soldiers on so they're like wild men, have no fear, and just like furious. So he goes to work in Nam to make this drug. And first they test it on like monkeys, and the monkeys just destroy each other. Then they test it on uh, Viet Cong. He's like, they're just kids, man. They're just (laughs) kids. And the, the Viet Cong just like eat each other, basically, like rip each other to pieces. Then there's like some big mission coming up, so they try like to microdose some American soldiers, soldiers, which happens to be Jacob's platoon. And none of them can remember anything. No, I was like, what? What happened to do with that night? They kept talking about that night. They don't know what that night was. Oh, no. well, so they microdose them, and then the scientist guy tells them like, "You guys killed each other, man." Like, it wasn't the Viet Cong. You all just went after each other. So then we see, like, a flashback to Jacob getting stabbed again. And we see it was his buddy stabbing him. It wasn't the Viet Cong. And then... Cuts to... He gets a cab ride home. And home... Quote, so, quote, home this time. What? This is, yeah, so I this is the, the one of the last things I wrote down. So he gets a cab ride home to his, like, home home, like, in real life or yeah. whatever you want to call it, with his so, wife and his kids. Yeah. And did you notice, I don't know what the fuck, I tried researching this, I don't know what the fuck this meant, but we, he exited the cab and there was a doorman, and the doorman called him uh, Dr. Singer. Did you notice that? Uh, well, all the time they're talking about how he, like, you had a PhD and you still went to Vietnam and you did nothing with it. Oh, you had a PhD and you're working at, as a mailman. So what did he, what was he before? Well, uh, psychology, probably a PhD. So I don't know. Yeah, so he, I don't know. I mean, what, he, he, he went to college to be in psychology, a PhD in psychology, right? No, a PhD just is a, a doctorate. 
No, MD is medical. No, no, it's a doctorate degree. That's why they can call you doctor. D means doctor. P means psychology. No, I'm pretty sure a PhD is like more broad than psychology. Okay. Like you can get a PhD in whatever. But he's a doc. He has his doctorate. Yes, he's got his doctorate. In they kept mentioning it, but I don't know if that you didn't know means something other yeah, than that's what I was wondering. I didn't think about that. I just thought, like, oh, you're super smart. Why are you doing this being a mailman? I don't know if it meant anything, honestly. But the doorman also yeah, says... Yeah, PhD is just a doctorate of philosophy, so that can be a lot of different things. Like sociology, psychology, yeah. whatever. Human sciences. Uh, doctorate in anything except medicine. Okay, good to know, good to yeah. know. We're smart. We're gonna cut this part out <laughs> pretend like we knew. Well, I knew, I knew it was not just whatever you said. But anyways, uh, okay. And the doc, the doorman's also like, long time no see. Like, okay, what's going on? And he's calling for Sarah and his kids, which is ex-wife and his kids. Yep. Um. Then he sees Macaulay Culkin, just dead son, playing with the toy on the stairs. He's like, oh my god, son. And he hugs him. He's like, dad, it's all good. You don't have to worry. And then some bright light comes on from like up the stairs. And they walk up the stairs into the bright light. So there's a couple things too I read with this. Um, is that the original movie. Um, god, I keep hitting this. Sorry if you guys have to listen to my mic bouncing around. At least you didn't say film. I got, yeah, I got my hands in my pocket because it's going jingling. No, because it's cold in here so but anyways um a couple things i wrote down is the movie was originally supposed to have a lot more uh to do with demons and they wanted them like the old school like cloven demons and and the horns horns and all that but they changed it because they thought it would look too um and i agree and disagree with that they changed because they thought it would look too fake but yeah. with this kind of movie, I mean, it would look too fake. I mean, you'd have to change the whole tone and kind of, you know, right. vision of the movie. But I think you could make it work uh, if they did make them like actual demons. But they took all that out. And then they changed the ending completely. Like the director rewrote the entire ending really? from the original guy, whatever his name was, that Bruce Joel Rubin. Um, the director rewrote that ending because his ending originally was supposed to be like a bajillion stairs that kind of went up into heaven. Oh, yeah, and like a ladder. Yeah, with like a bunch of people around and whatever. So. Oh, yeah. It's a couple of things there. I wonder if this, uh, this came right off the satanic panic. Do you know anything about that? Like, uh, uh-huh. you know about the West Memphis 3? Like, in the late 80s, early, mid-90s, there was a satanic panic where, like, people thought there was satanic cults out, like, sacrificing people in the woods and shit. Oh, like, it was a real fucking fear. Uh, well, probably because there was, there was one in that spread fear of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Which, people, probably, people dug into it. The, yeah. Like, that's what, like, oh, they if your kids listen to Metallica, you must be worse than right, Satan right. and some bullshit. So this is right around that time. So maybe that's why they cut out some of the shit. I I don't know. Maybe it they would have hyped back to it my up theory more. that it was a fucking Hollywood movie. Even though it was $25 million, it was still a, a yeah. big budget Hollywood movie. And they wanted to fucking appease everybody. And, 
you know, let's let's make Venom PG thirteen so everybody will watch it. That that yeah. kind of stupid head up your ass, you know, makes outlook. sense. Uh, so oh, but they call it Jacob's Ladder is because that LSD type drug that that guy made in mm. Vietnam. They called it Ladder. Yep. For some reason, I don't know why. Okay, anyways, he goes up into the light up the stairs with his dead son, and then all of a sudden, the light turns into, like, a a light that hangs above a hospital bed, and it cuts to, and we're back in Vietnam, and yep. we see Jacob's body laying there in Vietnam, the doctor's looking over him, and they're like, he's gone, let him go. It's like, it's cut scene right boom done movie's over so he was dead he was he died in vietnam that's what it was that and was he was the dead the whole movie. fucking time we i think it was it was a you know how they say you see your whole life flash before your eyes before yep. you die i think that was his dying him dying was the whole movie but it doesn't make sense everything yeah nothing like, wasn't was it matter about his fucking the government Dosing them that has nothing to do with his life dying. Yeah, there was there was a lot. So like there is a few different theories I have going on. So part of it is is I think that like I think that the whole thing with Jezebel was the dream that he actually had with his wife. Like when he was in bed, yeah, well, yeah, a said, fantasy. So he I said, think he I did. Dream I was. Yep. Doing this so shit. I think that he, you know, worked with her in the mailroom before he joined the military. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, just like any dude that's out there, girls, if you're listening, your fucking boyfriend or husband does the same thing. Not but me, he, ladies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he had this fantasy of because he talked about her thighs and whatever. yeah, that's the weirdest thing has. Have you ever looked at a girl's thighs? No, like, but it was right after that disco scene when she was like dancing with yeah. her. But yeah, so I think that the whole Jezebel thing was just based upon him like daydreaming one day about banging his hot co-worker kind of thing. And then um, everything else I think is just like, you know, like you said, like life flashing before your eyes. Um well, yeah. But, but, I mean, there was a lot of it, too, where I was wondering, like, I mean, there was a lot of PTSD put into this, but how can he have PTSD if... If he didn't live past the If he didn't live past... Yeah, exactly. And then the final credit scene after that said, like, oh, there's proof that the army dosed yeah. a bunch of people. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with that guy dying right there, I guess? Yeah, Damn, in the movie, you know? like, I mean, are they... How would he know what the fuck Jacob's Ladder was if yeah. he never actually exactly. lived? It? I think we're missing a bunch. We have to watch the directors. Dude, God. well, I've read a bunch of stuff afterwards, too, and, like, I was just reading that they said it was supposed to be, like, a, um... Like a, um... Like I mean, there's a lot of biblical biblical themes to it, but it, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, there's too much. If they would have just left it as him, um, 
going up the stairs, maybe? Well, I mean, if they would have just left it as him, like, you know, like you said, having his life flash be- before his eyes, but left out all the shit with, like, him being poisoned or whatever. Yeah, like, they should have left the one What point did that have in the entire movie? Like To confuse us for no fucking reason. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I read a bunch of stuff about it, and I, I came across a lot of biblical stuff that came that made sense, and his yeah. chiropractor, because... You know, he, he had a relationship with his chiropractor. He was his friend. He, you know, knew how to take care of him. He probably treated him like, you know, yeah. more than just a regular patient. So there was that whole part of it. But, he you know, like, like with him angel. walking around and having all the encounters with the demons and, um, you know, getting saved. Like, I, I don't understand that part of it. I, I know. Well, yeah, he just said, let go. Yeah. Like, you can die now, it's okay. It's what's making it so terrible is for you to hold on to life. Yeah, yeah that's but right. But then what did, was everything else like at the end? But. Yeah. Yeah, but Get on one more, one more drinky drink. We good? Some drinking drink. Drinking drugs. Some drink drink. Yeah, sorry folks, we had a uh, minor technology issue. Apparently laptops have to get charged. Every once in a while, yeah. Those uh, isn't that right, drunk Darius? Those solar panels I attach to it, right? Don't really work inside. Mm-hmm. And the night, I we were just kind of droning on at the end, anyways. I I mean, there's. Do you have, do you have anything else you want to add to this? I mean, I feel like we talked quite a bit. Uh, I mean. I don't know. It was just confusing. Mm-hmm. It could have been good. But I don't know. They, I think they just took us on so many turns and they didn't know where they wanted to end it. Like, they just wanted it to be a surprise. You know, as much of a big-name actor that Tim Robbins is, like, I really wasn't impressed by him in this movie. Like, I feel like everyone else did a pretty good job. And, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about was uh, Jesse's boobs because... Did you notice that, like, the entire first third of the movie, she did not have a shirt on? Like, she was naked the whole time. Oh, really? That and happened? they banged, like, the entire time. So, I like, I was, like, trying to figure out what what's going on. Like, she... Like, what plot point? Yeah. Points. I mean, I felt like overall the acting was good. I mean, you could tell it was a Hollywood movie, so, you know... Acting was good. Cinematography. I don't know. Cinematography. I just I like I was kind of disappointed in Tim Robbins. Maybe because I expected him to be in a better movie or what, but I thought... I don't think he was bad. I think it was he just wasn't bad, movie. but he was just like... he for, for Tim Robbins, it was just... I would expect more out of him. When he was like kind of freaking out, I was like, that it was kind of bad acting. Like, oh no, I'm dying. Yeah. I was like... Seemed a little bit Nick Cagey there, but not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, I have to see his new movie, Mandy. I want to see it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh. Are, are we about five minutes away from that? Yes, we are. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. Um. Yeah, no, I, I guess... I don't know. Do you, do you have anything else to add to this movie before we rate this? Um... No, I think it just it threw out too many red herrings to confuse us, and yeah. then I didn't explain half of them. Yeah, no, I mean there was, yeah, 
like I said, I mean, I feel like I'm going to go against what I'm saying now with the next movie, but I just didn't like how I didn't know what was going on. It was too hard to follow. Yes. The questions I had were unanswered. But I'm just going to come in uh, with my rating right now. I, I, I gave it a four and a half. Yeah. I feel like I should watch this again, that it deserves another watch just because it's one of those where after you know what's going on, you can be like, aha, so this happened because of this. Yeah. But, I mean, besides that, you know, even as a, you know, as a movie, it wasn't very good, but even as a horror movie, it wasn't very good. No. Like, I feel like I can give horror movies a pass a little bit more. But it wasn't even a horror movie. I don't like that they marked it as a horror movie. No. I just, ah, below average in my opinion, barely below average, four and a half. What about you? I get it five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there's some cool imagery in there, especially for at the time where like he's hallucinating and the guy with the, the head twitching thing. Yeah. That's kind of creepy. And then when he's getting rolled through the psych ward. We were talking about that before, creepy. I think. We started recording with the head twitching thing, right? I don't know. We talked about it oh, on know, this yeah. a few times. No. Yeah. No, I mean, there was some cool stuff that was done, but... I mean, I just... And then there was, it was like an interesting kind of mystery, like what's going on. But yeah. like the end payoff was just so unsatisfying. It was like, yeah. what... Then how do you explain this, this, and this? Like, no. doesn't make any sense. They, they, they just wanted to confuse us just so we'd be surprised at the end. I feel but like it doesn't work if it doesn't make sense. I feel like they didn't know what genre right. to put this under, yeah. so they did like a little bit of like drama, a little bit of horror, a little bit of thriller. I mean, I feel like this could have been quite a bit more if they either focused it more on the drama side yeah and through like you know a little bit more answers to the questions or i feel like even it could have done better on the horror side if they would have focused more on that like you know why don't you elaborate a little bit more with the demons show more yeah maybe some more it's maybe at the time is i don't know they couldn't because all the scenes that they see like demon tentacles or whatever it's clip like real quick clips yeah but ah which i mean that could go back to the whole jaws style like less is more kind of thing it could but it doesn't but you're right it doesn't i just feel like it it yeah it it could have been a lot better if they would have just focused on what exactly they're trying to get across so i don't have anything more to say about that unless you do i got nothing got nothing all right Let's get into uh, what we've been. Nothing. Hello. <laughs> what we've been uh, watching lately. So. Our shotgun I've reviews. Got, yep. We're going to do. Our uh, shotgun. We're going to do shotgun review. <laughs> uh, I've got one, so I will let you uh, take the lead on this. Number one, Mandy. Nick Cage's new movie. Wow. Swear to God, I didn't look at your notes or anything. I just somehow... You, you mentioned something about Nick Cage, and I want to see that movie. So. He's been on my mind. Have you seen uh, Mom and Dad yet? No. Put it on your list for 2018. Mom and Dad? It'd probably be my 
Top 10. Ooh, I'll watch it. It's a Nick Cage movie. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's I, popping some horror for 2018. I've not seen this, man. It's good. So, wait, which one are you talking about? Mom and Dad or Mandy? Mandy. I've seen oh. Mom and Dad before, but... Okay, okay. Mom and Mom. Dad's like a... Ah, every time you want to kill your kids, but you, like, you love them so much, you can't. Mm-hmm. And then, like, some virus takes over to where the you don't want to kill your kids gene gets removed. So, all the parents are out to kill their kids. It's a borderline comedy horror, but it's horror. it's good. It's good. Uh, but Mandy, oh, it's... Uh, it's revenge something. Yes, it's like... Almost Blade, I want to say. <laughs> like, Nick Cage is a crazy hillbilly type guy, and he gets revenge on all these type zombie demon things. It's pretty badass. It's pretty metal, but it's more action than it is horror, I'd say. Yeah. Probably give it 8 out of 10. Ooh. Only one thing I'd say about it, there's this, like, a red tint all of it kind of makes it hard to see but it plays so into kind of filter or whatever yeah, but it, like that filter is supposed it plays a part of the plot so it sure. makes sense but it kind of bothered me yeah i still get eight out of ten it's pretty awesome yeah how many how many you got total two oh so they're okay so you got one more after this yeah so i'll give my one my one that i watched is from hell um i'm sure you've seen it that is the uh, 2001 movie starring Johnny Depp about Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I used to love that movie when yeah. I was younger. Yep, I just watched it for the first time on the 24th, which was, what, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm i looking at my notes here. I don't know what the hell happened, but the last movie I saw that I wrote down was on September 1st, and that was Cargo. We talked about last episode. yeah. So it's been almost a month and I saw one friggin' movie and that was from hell last night. So I've What'd just you give it? A seven. Yeah. I've just been real busy. I liked it. It was about Jack the Ripper. I don't know how much of it was true because they never found Jack the Ripper, correct? Right. And then yeah. they made some kind of like zombie person out of the yeah. hooker parts. It's yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, but Yeah. No, it was it was a good movie. I liked it. But that was, you know, actually, I guess the reason why the excuse I have is that I pretty much binge watched and caught up with the walk, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fully caught up and there's one episode left. The season finale is next Tuesday or next Monday or Sunday. Got him. It's Tuesday now. The season finale is on Sunday. So that's why I haven't been watching much. I've been working a lot yeah. on the weekends, and I come home and I watch. I, I get home by the time I get home and you know tuck the kids in and eat dinner. It's like, you know, all right, it's nine thirty, and I watch one movie or a show and go to bed. Yeah, I'm trying to catch up on Fear the Walking Dead. So that's why I haven't been watching much horror. It feel like we watched a lot. No. Uh, my next one is that he's watching. 2018 movie movie. I think I've ever heard of that. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty low budget. No. Uh, have you seen the, the show Chuck? No, I don't think so. It's it's like it's some like IT tech guy who 
gets like recruited by the CIA or something. Is it a movie or a show? It's a show. It, oh. it got ca- canceled a while ago. But if it was a show, I probably have. It was shows. okay, but the main chick from that is in this movie. She's probably the only good part of this movie. Like they got two little girl actresses as her daughters. Yeah, they're terrible. Because how are you gonna? It's hard to find good kid actors. Yeah. And then her husband's bad. Like, everyone's bad in this movie. But I will say, if you like slasher movies, it kind of, like, picks up on most of the tropes of those. And like yeah. She's the main final girl. She's good in it, but otherwise the movie's just, like, a big old, like, a fart noise. Like, <laughs> not what you, good. What do you rate it? Like, it a four. Only oh. because of all the slasher things yeah. in it. Otherwise, it's... Oh, great. It's not a good movie. Yeah. But it's 2018 Slasher, so I thought I'd check it out. Yeah, no, that's... it's To do our 2018 show, we got to watch movies like that, so... Yeah, and like I want to check out stuff I haven't heard about. Either. See, that's, that's I'm glad, because you like Slashers, and if you give that a four, there's no reason for me to waste my time on it, so... Yeah, absolutely. If you've seen one Slasher, you've seen this movie play it out. But then All right. the main guy's a little creepy. Like his mask yeah. is kind of scary. But yeah. Yeah. So is that it for the uh, shotgun reviews? Shotgun reviews. Yeah. Are we already moving into our second feature review? Already. Only two hours in. That's right. I hope you guys like these long form podcasts because we got a lot to talk about. So. Uh, anything else before we move into that? Mm, no. Okay, so the second movie we have is The Void, rated R, 2016, running in at a sweet, sweet 90 minutes. I love that. Right in the sweet zone. Right in the sweet zone. And Just, this is a horror movie start to finish. Yes, yep. Just put it got on. IMDb. Uh, 10.1. 5.8. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, man. So I can't believe that. (laughs) This is... I love this right here. Guess what the budget for this movie was. The filming budget. 10 million. Well, I was going to say cut whatever you guess in like 10. So 1 million? Try $82,000. No, no yeah, way. No way, God. dude. That's not even possible. I, I swear I, to God. So let me ask you, the, was this the second time you saw this or the first? Second time. Okay. I did not know this the first time I saw it, and I was already over the moon on this. So I was, I was like, God, why is it so hard to find stuff on this movie? It's because they funded this, crowdfunded on, was it Indiegogo or something like that? I don't know. They crowdfunded this movie, and they got $82,000 for this entire movie. That's crazy. Yeah. So the movie was released in like three theaters. I don't even know what it was. Uh, And it grossed, which I was surprised, it only grossed $150,000 domestic and worldwide $133,000. Well, it was only in three theaters. That's pretty good. No, I was exaggerating. I I mean, but but still, I mean, this movie had... uh, 
I don't know, DVD sales has got to be in the to the roof. It was, it was on Netflix. So Netflix, yeah. Netflix views have been in time. I don't yeah. know how they pay people on Netflix. Like, I'm not really sure. If you just get one, I'm base sure Netflix pay. just has to like buy the rights or something for it. But do then they get paid off so many views off of Netflix? I don't know because Netflix is only like a straight like you you just it's you pay what twenty bucks a month or whatever it is and you get Netflix kind of thing but yeah so I I was that made me even appreciate this movie that much more considering that they made this That's movie crazy off of eighty two thousand dollars it's basically all that crowdfunding did. All it did basically, because I think all of the actors were paid based off of like what the movie makes after everything. Yeah. So pretty sure that that eighty two thousand dollars only paid for like the effects because this movie is like the king of modern day practical effects, which I've talked about many times before. I'm I'm practical. massive proponent of practical effects over CGI. Every yes, over CGI. There's nothing day. CGI in this. Uh, the movie was directed by Jeremy Gillespie and Steven Kostansky. Uh, they are known as uh, part of the Astron 6. So it's like a film production, basically Canadian. So uh, they're two of the six people in it. Yeah. Um, they're known for, they actually, so they, they filmed Manborg, uh, Father's Day. And then also one I saw is that they are also uh, directing the, um, the the new Leprechaun movie, Leprechaun Returns. Oh, nice. Yep. And so, and I'm pretty sure they're getting that Warwick whatever guy for the original. The Leprechaun. Yep, Leprechaun for it. So they're basically, like, the reason I th- this movie works so well is, like, they, you know, got their chops working uh, in the makeup and art department. So they've got... Like, check this out for their their creds. They worked on It 1, and they're working on It 2. Uh, they worked on Clown, uh, Resident Evil, Silent Hill. So they are, like, in the thick of, like, these style movies. Yeah, so. but besides the practical effects, the acting in this is, like, Way better than Jacob's Ladder. Even with yeah. a bunch of name brand actors, the and there's a bunch person. of no name actors in yes. this. And like, I don't know if there was one bad acting. It was good person in this. The the only person that I recognized that I like knew right away from a, a couple different um, was Kenneth Wall. She was the doctor, like the white yeah. doctor. Yeah, I knew him from Survival of the Dead because I own that DVD as part of the Romero whatever. Yeah, uh, but he was also in uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose, so he's like a legit uh, yeah. actor. The main dude, uh, the officer Carter, Daniel Carter, whatever his name yeah. was, Aaron Poole. Like, I just wrote a question mark because he looks familiar. He, he did. I actually figured out what it was. I thought he was the. Did you ever watch the uh, Twelve Monkeys sci-fi TV no, series? No, never seen it. I can't remember the guy's name. He's also actually in Walk, Fear the Walking Dead this yeah. last season. But no, he he did look familiar, and I th- I was like, God, where do I know him from? But I was getting a mix up with that actor. Um, but yeah, he's, I mean, the actors in this have quite a bit of like cred, but they're nothing that you would a, no. yeah, a normal person would recognize. Um, it's all good acting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like the main ones are him, his wife, 
Um, she looked familiar. She was in a bunch of stuff. I mean, you might recognize her from like a bit part and something or another. Maybe. But she looks like she played a nurse before, but right. maybe she's did so good in this. So. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, it's just, you know, actors that are good, but nothing like major or starring or anything like that. Uh, other than that, Kenneth Walsh, I mean, he's been around forever. But, I mean, this is... Before we get into it, I mean, this is just like the epitome of like a movie that is done right from start to finish with everything. Oh, yeah. You know, so. It's none of that slow build bullshit that we've seen yeah. a lot. It's like right from the fucking start. That's, We're in a horror movie. Yes. Yep. That's what that's like the first thing I wrote down was is like you're watching a horror movie in the first, you know, 30 seconds. So I don't have anything else to add to it unless you want to. Ah, uh, fuck no, I don't know. Let's I, get into it. Cur- I'm fucking excited. Movie. Okay, so it starts out. We've got this like old abandoned looking farmhouse. Farmhouse. Just outside of Madrid. Outside of Madrid, Iowa. <laughs> and, uh, there's, it's not really, but uh, for the front door, it's like a piece of fucking plywood basically. And there's like a black triangle spray painted on the front. And then we see some guy just fucking bust out the front, take off front end. And he takes off into the woods. And next we see some chick bust out, running out of it. Followed by two guys, a younger guy and an older guy. Which I thought was a dad and son. I did too in the beginning, yeah. Was it not? No. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, so then the fucking dad comes out, has a rifle, fucking shoots the chick in the back. Yep. She falls down. She's kind of twitching, but she's still alive. And they pour a bunch of fucking like lighter fluid on her or something mm-hmm. and just light her on fucking fire while she's still alive. And the, the older guy's like, uh, don't worry, he won't get far. Talking about the guy that ran off while this chick is burning alive right next to him like, Fucking a heavy metal, dude. Yeah, that was like shit was real right away. Yeah, they they didn't pull any punches. I mean, they came out swinging. It was awesome. The next scene we get our main character. It's is Dan Daniel Danny. Yeah, officer. Yeah, Daniel Carter. He's like a newer cop. He's he's young and he looks kind of skittish like yeah. a new cop or whatever but he's just sitting on the road like oh nothing's going on here and then he, every time I see that it reminds me of Super Troopers I'm just picturing him holding the speed gun, speed gun in his left hand and uh, like the blow beating off on the right yeah <laughs> uh, but then all of a sudden he sees this guy like crawl on the side of the road which it's pretty obvious it was the guy that just that busted escaped, out yeah. running from that house. So he picks the guy up. He's all fucked up. He thought he was like some drunk kid at first. Yep. But then he sees all bloody. He's like, yeah, he's on the he's on the radio with, um, you know, dispatch, dispatch or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, stand by, you know, talking about drunk kids and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, so I take him to like Walsh hospital yeah. or whatever like well no they just had a fire uh they're short-staffed they're, they're, yeah they're closing down staff, she said actually it's like okay so what's the next closest place like well this place but it's too far away it's like all right well i'll go in the walls so tell them i'm on my way 
he reiterated, tell them that I'm coming. Yep. Then he gets there. So before we get to the hospital. So the first time I watched this was um, uh, in this last January, I want to say. Yeah. It was after I I, I hurt my hand. So I was laid up and, and I was. You were at, in a hospital? No, I was actually at my mom's house waiting for to get back down to Iowa. So my mom was taking care of me. So I was laid up and I, I, I was, you know, just flipping through, you know, movies to rent or whatever. And I came across this one. Yeah. So part of it was as I was on Vicodin. But, you know, part oh, of it shit. was as I was like, just whatever. So I watched this movie and I didn't do like normally I'm like the kind of guy where I always like to do research and, you know, IMDb or whatever. Yeah. But I just like randomly, I think I was in like the horse. I don't remember how I came across this, but I knew it was a horror movie. And uh, I watched it, and I was like, holy fuck, that's awesome. And I just, that was it. Like, I was, you know, not in the right state of mind, but I remember it being awesome. It was. So this time, I'm watching it, and and I'm always nervous, just like with, you know, a diary of uh, Jane Doe, or no, or autopsy of Jane Doe. Bridget Jones. I'm thinking Uh, Diary of Jane. Yeah, (laughs) nothing. The autopsy (laughs) of Jane Doe. I'm like worried. I was like, God, I hope this holds up and it's as good as I thought it was. Um, But I was like purposely trying not to do any kind of research because when I watched the first time, I really was like, I really was kind of out of it, but I remember it just being awesome. Yeah. So watching it this time was like, there was a lot more. I was able, I was more lucid and I was able to pick up on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I purposely didn't do any kind of research. So the first couple things I wrote down, because I, I, I had already seen this movie coming through and I knew the ending and Supernatural and all this kind of stuff, but I was not you know, aware enough to figure it out last time. I wrote down significance of the name question mark and significance of the triangle because I was watching the first time and I was like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? And you ultimately find out that you don't know what's going on. So the whole time I'm watching it the second time, I've got a bajillion things, you know, going to through my head. For, yeah. Yep. That I'm trying to, you know, figure out. And it was really interesting watching it this time, trying to, well, you know, I, put I two yeah. and two together. What about you? What, what, what was the first time you saw this? I was the exact same. I mean, it wasn't on Vicodin, but I got pretty tuned up. I'm pretty sure watching it. And I remember, like, that was a fucking crazy movie. Yep. And then I don't remember anything else about it. Yeah. But I remember it was scary, so yeah. I was excited to rewatch it. But I didn't write down significance of the sure. name or triangle, yeah. Which I don't know if we even figured out the significance of the name. No, or we triangle. did it. <laughs> which we'll see. It works. All right. So okay. So up at the hospital. Well, he picks up this guy. His name's James. I had to write down names because we got a whole lot. Was a resurrection zombie guy Ron Martin? Yeah. He calls all the victims, like the the kill count or the kill squad. The people oh, that they yeah. bring into the yep. store that just to kill off. Yep. We, we started to figure out who these people are, which I didn't yep. know that this was going to be one of those movies. But, yep. But Danny brings James to the hospital and he sees the nurse, Allison, and she's like, oh, it's good to see you. So I figure it's his ex at the time, but to find out it's his wife, 
Like, are they still married? Do you know? They're just separated. They, yeah. they are separated. So, yeah, I mean, they, they lost a child. And, you know, I mean, that's the whole, like, adage. You know, it's really difficult on a couple when they lose a child. Yeah. You know, they don't know how to deal with it, and they end up separating. So that's what I got out of it. Is, okay. Is they lost the child. They didn't divorce. They just kind of, like, you know. They kind of see each other a little or something. Bit and yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then we see the young, like, Asian nurse talking to, I only call it Asian nurse for specificity of our kill people. Yep. Talking to a young patient there, one of the few patients there, and she's, like, showing him pictures out of her book. You like, know, the first thing I wrote down when I saw this the second time is, he. do you know what movie he was watching on the TV? Uh-huh. I didn't even have to look this up. I fucking knew it right away. I didn't see. Night of the Living Dead. How was it? Yep. That's crazy. Yep, they're watching Night of the Living Dead. I love Dead that, that one they put this. It was black and white one, isn't yep. it? Yep. Yeah, it was the 68 version. But she's showing, like, degloving shit, and then she says, you know, you're statistically much more likely to die in a hospital than anywhere else. <laughs> like, that was a little foreshadowing, I yeah. think. Okay, then we see Danny talking with Danny, which is our cop, our main character. He's talking to a grandpa and a pregnant granddaughter, yeah. which is, I don't know how old she is. In their teens, early yeah, 20s, she was, maybe. she was young. Yeah. And then we hear screams from the other room from James, which is the guy he picked up on the road. So they go in there, and the doctor is sedating him. And they don't have... Vol- he, he's finally just coming, too. Yeah. So he's coming, too, but they had to sedate him because he's going crazy because he's scared out of his wits. Mm-hmm. So they had to sedate him. But they talk about they don't have enough equipment to treat him because they're closing down. Yeah. Which that doesn't really come into play, but I wrote it down. Well, it kind of comes into play that they don't have equipment. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then we get the sense that Alice and the nurse and Danny are together we're together and the doctor says go easy on her he said he says he knows what it's like to lose a child so that's a little bit foreshadowing mm-hmm. okay and then this is where it starts getting scary again danny's walking past a room and he uh hears the nurse like yeah eh, like making like kind of moaning noises while she's standing over that young kid that the nurse was talking to earlier and all we can see is, like, her back while he's laying down. And he's like, Beverly, what are you doing? What's up? And then he gets a little closer, and we see she's got, like, a fucking scalpel in his eye. Yeah, like, like deep. Yeah, and he's clearly fucking done. He's dead already. Yeah, so this is, like... So normally, like, you don't too often see a horror movie. Like, for some reason, I kept thinking of Cabin in the Woods, probably because we just talked about it uh, a few episodes, our first episode. We always do. (laughs) But, yeah, but also um, Cabin in the Woods came up when I was talking about the Lionsgate, you know, because they they did Lionsgate when I did the news thing for this. But, um, you know, when, when you have a horror movie that starts out with, like, a grisly scene, you know, it'll come out to, like, 
you know, this is kind of what the movie is. This was about. But then they go like happy go lucky. Like twenty minutes. Yeah, half they, hour. yeah, they do like twenty minutes or half hour of all like introducing characters and fun stuff, or whatever. Like this movie gives you that crazy opening scene and it gives you five minutes and then there's a fucking scalpel right fucking in this dude's eye right yeah i mean some nice kid we just met there's only like eight characters in this entire movie and boom they're just gonna kill two of them off yes yeah i I love that i love that oh yeah went you know balls deep no foreplay just boom let's get it in me too there was not a slow moment in this movie this Almost perfect scary movie here. Mm-hmm. And then she turns around and she's like, this isn't my face. This isn't my face. And she gets scissors out. And she like, her face is all fucking bloody already. I don't know if it already got cut off or what. But she has like hanging skin. And she starts yep. to like kind of cut her face off. And Danny's like, what the fuck are you doing, Beverly? What the fuck? And then it's like. Can you well, help she me? was cutting her own face off because she said something like, this isn't my face. Yeah. Like, this isn't me. This isn't my face. I still don't know what that even meant, but I don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Well, it that came like, up later in the movie, too, though. Okay. You'll have to remind me. But yep. so then she starts, like, holding the scissors up above her head and walking slowly to him. So he fucking has to yeah. pull out his her. nine and drop her. Yep. Which... Fucks him up because he just had to kill some lady. Which it's a small town, so presumably they've all known each other for yep. a long time. Yep. So he just had to kill some lady he's known for it, like ever. Yeah. Uh, then he goes into a seizure or some shit, and then they had to call the super troopers. Yeah. The state troopers. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he goes to the bathroom to like kind of gather his shit because first off he's a young guy he probably hasn't been a cop all that long and then he just kills somebody that he's probably known for quite a while because it's worked with his wife so yeah he goes to the bathroom something you know he's like throwing up and boom he wakes up and i'll let you carry on he wakes up and then they said they had to call in the state trooper yep and the trooper's there, and he well, gets staying a bunch of shit. There was a do- the, there was a good scene though with the doctor before that, so like this is kind of when you meet the doctor a little bit more. Yeah, doctor's an important yeah. person. So at this point, we kind of met already um, the cast and crew of the characters. So um, you know, like you said, the main character is D- is Daniel uh, Carter. He's the Daniel. officer. His wife is like one of the main nurses there. Um, do- you get the 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 grandpa, the Canadian grandpa. You can grandpa. He 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 made me realize watching it again that oh yeah, this is a Canadian. <laughs> you fucking his daughter, his and granddaughter. Then he, yep, his his granddaughter. Sorry, and then uh, there's there's Ellen or whatever, which is the Asian young Asian nurse in training. Nurse. And we didn't talk much about the doctor though. There's like the main doctor. He's the like the OG. Doctor. He's been there for a while. He was talking about, I mean, obviously there's James or whatever the, or yeah, is it James, the, the guy he brings in from. James, yeah. No, who, who's the guy he brings in that was at the house earlier? James. Oh, James, okay. So we meet the doctor and you could tell like at first, like, you know, you know this all oh, this doctor seems like it's going to be, 
that's one thing too is like as much of a kind of twist it was at at towards the end when you got to see the doctor again like i was thinking i was like there's no way they're gonna bring you know kenneth walsh as kind of bigger main actor and have him in just for like a little bit of the movie but you meet him and clearly he's a family friend he knows his dad so apparently his dad was a cop and knew the doctor. And something happens. Dad. Yeah, his dad's dead. So we don't know what happened. Yeah, we don't know what happened. Love. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Well, we got our so yeah. Our so kill the game. Wait. Yep. Let's count it down. We got Dan. Yep. Allison, which is his I don't wife. Know the names as much, but yep. Ellen, I think, is the Asian nurse. Asian nurse. <laughs> we already lost Bevan, the young boy. Young boy's dead. Uh, Beverly is dead. James. We're getting there. Beverly. The doctor. Um, who am I missing? The grandpa and granddaughter. Grandpa, granddaughter. That's it so far. That's nine so far. Plus, we'll get two more introduced. We have 11 people in our... Three more. Quote, unquote, kill squad. Three more. The state trooper and then... Oh, and the state trooper. Yeah, so we have 12 people. So then we got the young kid dies already. So we're down to 12. Yep. I just got to say this, because a lot of people fucking die in this movie. Uh, Well, uh, so we're at the scene where he meets the state trooper, basically. Yeah, so State Trooper comes in and he says a bunch of shit. About he's kind of being douchey. Too, he's like, "Oh, you're, I know your dad was a good cop. I wonder what he would think about this." So keep thinking, like maybe something about his dad's gonna keep coming up. Doesn't. The matter. thing too that I saw that pissed me off is, is like, "Well, I need your gun. You gotta hand me your gun." Because he just shot something. Yeah, but I don't know that that is a thing. So first off, well, like, it, it kind of makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You so, were just in a shooting. Maybe you shouldn't have a gun. Just in case. Yeah, know. so, okay, yeah, I can see that. But five seconds later is when I had a real problem with that. The first time I saw that monster, I'd be like, give me my fucking gun. Like, there would be no hesitation. Okay. But, yeah, I just shot this girl, but she turned into some crazy fucking monster. I want my gun back. Yes. but I had, I had a huge problem with that part, but keep going. Oh, then the trooper says that he, they're like, why are you so close? How'd you get here so fast? Like, well, you're a guy in there. He just came from a bloody whorehouse. Yeah, he was like, I just came from a bloodbath or something. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of people murdered in there. Yep. And he's our main suspect. Like, well, we tested all the blood on him. Most of it wasn't his. Yeah, the Allison said that. Uh, so I take his gun. His dad was a cop. Okay, then we see... I think this one we see... Uh, so, do we meet the father and son yet, or does he go and kill no, fucking no. Beverly right now? This when uh, he tells the super trooper that he wants to get a hold of dispatch himself. He wants oh, to yeah. call Oh yeah, he's in. like, I want to call it in, and he can't get a hold of yep. him inside, so he goes out to his cruiser. Yeah, and then outside he sees like some weird guy in a fucking white robe with a triangle like uh, over where his eyes and his yeah, face yeah. so where he could see out of yep. is a black triangle, and the guy just like 
he had his gun taken away, and the guy just like slow mo runs at him. Yeah, this is the one time that I have a little bit of a problem with the movie because I know you talked about this before, and it's yeah. where they do the slow mo yeah. walk in at you, like fucking drop kick that guy, yeah. man. Yeah. But <laughs> it's scary nonetheless. In this, he tack the guy, the rogue dude, tackles him, like slowly stabs him. Yeah, it was a good scene. It was, if you've ever seen, this really reminded me of um, Saving Private Ryan, actually. Uh, yeah, you, know, you brought that about? up again. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. I was like, God, like, I, I watched this and, like, I just was daydreaming, like, the day after, and I'm like, like God, that happens all the time. Like, does that happen in real life? It seems a little like, more Like, it's in movies a lot. Like, I feel like... I, I don't know. I feel like that wouldn't happen. I mean, if, if someone jumps on me with a knife like that, I'd fucking roll them off. But, I mean, it's easy to be sitting here in my armchair talking about that kind of stuff. But, no. It's not a quick fucking scream stab. It's yeah. slowly it's slow, like, fucking pumping into them. Yeah. I mean, the average person, you know, if you think about it, the average person should be able to bench their body weight, which means that if someone's on top of you with a knife in their body weight, depending on how much they are. Are you kidding me? I can't bench my fucking body weight. You should be able to. I can't one bench time? 200. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe oh, probably one time. Yeah. yeah. I'll bet you can bench your body weight. I can. Oh, okay. You're right. But anyways, no, still, though, I mean, if someone's on you with a knife, I mean, you think you'd be able to roll off or like, you know. Like fight like it. Deflect or something yeah, like that. But Turn. Oh, it was kind of brutal watching that like slow motion it was that blade like just going right into his shoulder important part right before that when he's staring at the guy in the robe there's like a weird horn sound yeah and then the lights go out i'm a minnesota vikings fan so that have you have you seen a red state of course we talked about that yeah we talked about it couple episodes ago at the end of red state there's like horn sound at the inner red say remember that we we talked about tusk in yeah. my shotgun review we talked about tusk and then we talked about the the main actor that from was tusk. in red state yeah. yeah well that it sound like the same one okay. from red state anyways yep. doesn't matter lights go out so this kind of plays into later but fucking dan breaks out of it somehow runs back inside He's kind of messed up. He passes out. Once he gets back yeah. inside the hospital. And the nurse, Allison, and the doctor are working on him. And you you realize how useless the the Asian nurse in training is. Yes. And a lot of times when we do these, I do scene, scene. Like, I do scene, cut, scene, cut, scene, cut. In this movie, it's just like one full fucking scene the entire movie is it's not like oh two days later it's like meanwhile on the other room yeah because the whole like the movie is is in it takes an hour and a half long and it takes place place in an hour and a half yes well no actually i mean they come out when the sun's coming it's a little bit longer but like yeah yeah. Uh, but then we see uh Oh, uh, Beverly, which is the nurse that he fucking shot yeah, so for coming is, at him. Yep. We so see, like, is, some kind of, like, spider fucking thing crawling out of her mouth. Some weird shit going on. So the first time you, you saw this movie, did you know going in that it was 
going to be like creature feature kind of stuff? No, or? no, I thought it was going to be like straight up cult slasher. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So same thing too. Like this completely caught me off guard. So I was like already like just loving this movie. And then I saw this and I was like, oh, hold the phones. Uh, let's see <laughs> what yeah, the I was like, fuck is going on. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, let's see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And so. like, it's hard to pull off this kind of shit. And yeah. Fucking hey. They yeah, nailed so it, dude. It, all right. it straight up goes into creature feature at this point. Yep. There's Bev and. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then they look outside and all these guys in robes with the triangle fucking faces are standing outside. Like, what are we going to do? They got a knife. Like, motherfucker. I I know that Super Trooper has at least two guns. Yeah. That's this another one of the few parts. I had a big problem with that part, too. Like, I'm nitpicking here because I love this movie. But this is one of the parts, like. Shoot, then what are you talking about? They have a fucking yes. a knife, man. So that's, I don't care if there's 30 of those fuckers. Like, you have two guns. Like. That's what I wrote down. I had a huge fucking problem with that because the second I... Yeah, so, I mean, we kind of skipped over that scene kind of fast. But, yeah, so they had James handcuffed onto the rail of a bed. Yeah. And they go in and well, he's... It like, cuts back and forth. Yeah, it cuts so. kind of back and forth. But yeah, he goes back in, the bed's overturned, and there's Bev, which is some weird, huge, like, video game-style monster. Oh, yeah, like some fucking Resident Evil creature. Yes, yep. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, as soon as they're done with that scene and they killed Bev, I would be like, I don't give a fuck what's out there. Because this is kind of what we talked about a couple episodes ago when I was saying... You know, the movies that kind of scare me the most are the ones that can happen or, or, or not necessarily that can happen, but more you have realistic. No control over makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like if you put me in paranormal activity with demons and a ghost, like, yeah, I, I'm fucking done. But if you put me in something with zombies or like with those cult people, like, okay, I've got a chance. You're splitting wigs, man. The you second, got knives and I got a nine. The no. second that I see a fucking nurse turn into some huge blob style, like supernatural creature monster, yes. I am grabbing whatever I can. And I don't care if there's like 50 Jasons out there or a hundred cult members. I am going out there and like, all right, because you, you, there, there's, yep. I've got a better chance against regular people than I do a fucking monster. Yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, I did have a huge problem with that. Demon. Well, okay. So, you jumped. I shouldn't say huge. Bit. I had a problem with that. Okay, so we see these rogue people. And this one, I'm thinking, why? Creepy as hell. They have a knife. That's all we can see they have is a knife. Yeah, they are creepy as hell, but we know that the Super Trooper at least has a gun, and he has at least Dan's gun. You can at least shoot them or scare the fuck out of them by shooting at them. Yeah. This is when we hear the screaming from James in the other room, and we see Beverly's turn into this fucking monster. And then they take one shot at Beverly's monster. The monstrosity that what Beverly has become. I don't even know what to... And it just, like, doesn't even affect her. So then I was like, okay, maybe now it makes sense not to shoot. Those things are probably a human outside of Rose. But I don't know. So they let James loose. They kick him loose so he doesn't die. And then they get him out. 
And then the two guys from the beginning, which I thought were son and dad, that chased that girl down and shot her yep. and set her on fire. Yep. They fucking bust in and they're pointing guns at James, which is like our yeah. They're they're everyone's guy. like who the fuck are you kind of thing. Those guns pointed everywhere. Which why did they even come there? I didn't even figure out why. Because they were tracking James. Okay. So apparently that house must have been not far from the hospital because they says twenty minutes away or something. No, I think twenty minutes was the other hospital in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I think that's why they went to the one that was like burnt down and moving because the other one was too far away. But yeah, but anyways, they, they went to the hospital looking for James. Well, they broke in and they said they had to fight their way in past those past the yeah the road people. I'll keep calling them the roads for the sake of this but then uh, James takes the pregnant lady holds her hostage cause he doesn't want those two guys to shoot him like they did his friend that mm-hmm. checked at the beginning and then uh, the doctor tries to calm him down and it's like you don't need to do this and then trying to talk sense and yeah, the doctor gets close and fucking James just chats yep. that right in his jugular right in his carotid yep just a scalpel, boom, like, squirting blood. Dude's Good dumb. Night. And like at the time, I was thinking, what the fuck, this doctor now something creepy fuck. And then mm-hmm. James stabs him, like, oh, never mind, never mind. Yep. But uh, I, yeah, I remember, um, like, when I saw this, like, I was like, oh, fuck this guy. He killed the doctor. Fuck him. I was, like, pissed. Yeah, because like, the doctor's the one hope for all. Yeah, like, I was like, God, this, this, I was just like, all right, this sucks. This is whatever. Like, I would have walked up and, like, you know, popped the guy point blank right in his dome. Um, But, yeah, you, you find out later, like, oh, you, you know, you're kind of right. glad you kept right. games around because he had knowledge, some kind of knowledge, yeah. But then we we keep hearing the monstrosity of what Beverly has become. So yeah, so room. before this, there was a... So yeah, before, I guess, like you said, it's kind of going out at the same time. But before he kills a doctor, like there's a door and you see like something throws a tentacle on the door and you're like, okay, something's yeah. going to get in and somebody's going to get killed because they don't see it coming kind of thing. Exactly. Well, we saw Beverly become this creature. Yeah. But then she grabs the super trooper and pulls him around the corner down the hallway. So we get Dan, our protagonist, and the two guys from the beginning, which aren't son and dad, but they look like son and dad. Mm -hmm. They chase it it down, and they find the, the creature fucking has got like two tentacles into the super trooper's eyes and shit, and like, Devouring them, kind of. I. It was. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck was going on. I would equate it to like a Jeepers Creepers two when they fucking. He eats that guy and then grows his fucking head oh, out. Oh yeah. And this is like almost the same thing. He's like, the creature's tentacles are in the Super Trooper's eyes, and all of a sudden it grows a head. Yep. It pops a head out. And, and then fucking. The older guy splits the new head. Splits his wig, and then the younger guy's like hacking at it with the axe. Yeah, and then they both go at it with the axe. And eventually, goes down. So we know these things can be killed. It just takes a fucking lot to kill it, or a certain area or something. You have to 
hit it out. Yep. Yeah, hit the danger zone. <laughs> right into the danger zone. Okay, so then the older guy of the two spot ready to kill Dan, our main fucking cop yep. guy, wants to chop his head off. He's like, doesn't trust anybody. He's like, uh, basically saying why he doesn't trust anybody. Last people we trusted did this. We see the younger guy has a big cut on his neck. And he can't he's talk. Like, yeah. So is that why he can't talk, I'm assuming? Yeah, he's like, I don't know if it was that or he was a mute or what. He just doesn't but, talk the whole yeah. fucking movie. He has yep. a big cut on his neck. And he's trying to chop Dan's head off like five times. He's with that fire axe ready to cut his head off. Uh, then he says, Allison or someone talks about cutting Dan's head off. But he says those horns that we keep hearing are attract. You can hear them from miles away, and it's attracted them here to this yeah. place, to this yeah. hospital. So they're like at the danger zone here at this hospital. Yes, and you soon find out that they make the worst decision ever in trying to go in the basement. But ah, we'll see. Uh, then we see the older guy of the. Two from the beginning drops a baby shoe, so that's a little bit of foreshadowing. Yep. Uh, then the pregnant ladies like just gotta have her baby now, so I don't yeah, think, like yep. we so gotta deliver regret, this baby. Yep. And at this point, it's like, is the baby the Antichrist? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you because know they keep making a big deal about this yep. pregnancy. Yep. It's like a, that movie Legion almost. Have you seen Legion? Paul Bettany, of course. Okay, and then Dan and the two guys, they decided to shotgun out of his cruiser. But his cruiser was supposed to be close, and they go out into the parking lot. It's yeah. like on fucking far into the parking lot. Did he try lot. to start it? No. So, why the fuck did, when he was out there, I was trying to watch the second time, why the fuck did he not try to start that, drive it back to the hospital, load everyone in, and GTFO? I don't know. I don't know why he did it. God. He could have, because I think later they talked about, we need to get the fuck out of here. You got your car? I think earlier they talked about that. That would have been the first thing. Like, why would you run, like... Two blocks to your car when you to drive, drive a shit back. and then run back when you could just drive Even it just back. a run just back. Why don't you just drive it back? Yeah. Yeah. Because he, yeah, he's struggling because he had to unlock the shotgun that's in there yep. with his keys. And while the kid was getting the shells out of the back and the older guy was keeping watch with the shotgun or with the rifle. Yep. And then we, the first cut we see is like a kind of like a faded dark view into the woods right past the parking lot mm-hmm. and you see a outline of one of those road people like standing right in front of a tree alright that's creepy yeah. and he's like what the fuck is taking so long and then we also we see more of them and then all of a sudden we see one of them behind the kid but he turns on the lights and when he turns on the lights they all do like a hand signal like to calm down so, there's something going on with the lights here. Did you pick that up? No, I didn't. Because they cut the lights the first time they came out. And then when he turns on his cherries, 
they all kind of stand down. So, like, maybe oh. they're afraid of the lights or something. I don't or think it ever they know comes... that, like, creatures are attracted to them or something. Maybe. Yeah. But one of the rogue people is behind them, cuts the kid, but then Dan finally gets a shotgun out and blows that rogue dude in half. Uh, meanwhile, Allison... Just trying to look for birth medicine. Yeah, like, she, so she was supposed to wait for Daniel to get back. Yes. So she travels to the basement by herself, which if you've ever seen any fucking horror movie, you know is a terrible idea, and whatever you have coming to you, you deserve. Yeah, I mean, that's what the guy says. But uh, but she, she wants to deliver this baby, but she has to go get the right medicine, so she goes by herself to the basement. Yep. And then, the like, weirdest, creepiest, most awkward spot to. Right. And then we kind of like get a f- shot of her face and kind of pan behind her. And then we see like the doctor who just fucking died, we're mm-hmm. pretty sure, is standing behind her. A big WTF moment. You're like, like okay, what's going on? What? Is that the doctor? Yep. Pretty sure it is. And then, uh. uh so. The guys get back, and Allison's missing. So Dan's yeah. like, "We gotta fucking find Allison." Yeah. Now he, because before it's it's worth mentioning, he was kind of a pussy before, because he was like, "I know you can kick my ass, but you need to listen to me right now." But he was kind of basically being a little bitch to the the dad. Well, the dad kicked his ass before. He didn't really kick his ass. I mean, well, he, he fucking have, held him down and put his boot to his chin. Yeah, but he mean. didn't have anything. So Daniel just got done being stabbed in the arm. Yeah. And he was unarmed. And then the dad comes up with the, the butt of his rifle and smokes him across the face. So, uh, yeah. And then after that, he was just kind of being a little bitch and whatever the, the dad was saying. But then at this point, he kind of like, you could you could sell, see or tell that there's a shift because he goes from being like kind of a little pussy to like, all right, now my wife is in danger, so you're gonna fucking listen to me. Well, yeah, this what he's the dad, which isn't the dad, but the older guy says, "We we call him a dad, but he's not the dad of the." Because it seems like a dad and son do. Yeah, so no, son. there as we were talking about before, there is a scene. I I I don't know if we passed it for coming up, but he said something like, um. He, he he made some kind of comment or said something where you realize the kid with him is not his own. Like, he picked him up or met him somewhere or whatever. Yeah. But it's not his son. And you find that actually out in a little bit down the movie because you find out that, you know, when they're hallucinating in the basement of the hospital, he's there and okay. he's looking at a picture of his family with his wife and daughter, okay. I think, or something. So, but anyways. But, yeah, and then... He's trying to talk the guy in. He's like, why should I do it? It's like, she was an idiot for going off on her by herself anyways, just like what you just said. Mm-hmm. Go down the basement. And then he's like, well, fuck you. It's my right to hate my wife right now. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit, it's his wife. But they're separated. And then they go looking, and then they hear the phone ringing, and... In the basement yet? They're in 
one part of the basement because they go into the office and the phone's ringing and it's blinking morgue. Yeah. So the, the call is coming from the morgue and Dan picks it up and it's obviously the doctor yeah. who was already died. And he says a bunch of shit, more shit about his dad. Uh, just talking a bunch of mad trash. Said he'll understand in due time, but just stuff like he'll find out what's happening. Allison already knows. And then they just, Dan and those two guys decide they're gonna go downstairs. They have to leave uh, the Asian nurse with the grandpa and the pregnant yep. grandkid. Which the Asian nurse is not happy about at all. Then they interrogate such tortured James, which is the guy that escaped. This the was a pretty cool scene. Yeah. With the like, hammer. And they're like going to bust his fingers up. Yep. With the hammer, so he'll tell the truth. Because like, they know he knows something. He does. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even. <sighs> yeah. But he says it's the doctor. And we're like, no shit, we know it's the doctor. It's like, no, you don't understand. I was there and like, I followed some chick back out the road. She said, let's get some meth. And they let us do drugs and they watch us have sex. And then they made us watch them like sacrifice a bunch of people and like a bunch of weird shit. Sounds like a big old like Bohemian Grove sex cult shit. And they're like, okay, whatever, James, you're coming with us to the basement. So they go down the basement, but they got a CB radio with the Asian nurse, the walkie-talkie. So she knows the basement, so she can lead them on the way to the morgue. There's apparently a separate stairway. Yeah, and they're like, oh, what's this other stairway? She's like, there's no other stairway. You're already in the basement. So they go into the basement's basement. Yep. And this is where the weird shit. Did I ask the, the last? I only wrote down five bullet points, and one of them I don't think I asked yet was why? Why weren't the radios working? I don't know. They wouldn't work outside the hospital, is what they said. Yeah, exactly. Because he was talking to dispatch before. And the dispatch they never relayed. So. I thought maybe it was like a, a town conspiracy to where like. A lot of more people in on it. So maybe Dispatch yeah. didn't want to call it in because they were also part of it. Well, I was going to say, because I, I have a couple of theor- working theories, I guess, that we'll discuss once we wrap this up. Okay. But yeah, it's like, don't go down that staircase. That's not a real staircase. And then we see uh, the doctor, who is obviously... Dead but alive, a called zombie doctor now. Yep. He's talking to Allison, who appears to be like a paralyzed from the neck down. Cause she's, she's like on some kind of like not some like lab table, but like she can yep. talk, but she can't move her body. Yeah, he was like something like, "Oh, you can't move if you want to," or something like that before. Yeah. And he he says he's doing this because his daughter died. It's a big theme about daughter dying and then he says something about like basically because his daughter died he's trying to do like a whole pet cemetery type 
Nazi regeneration shit yeah. where he wants to bring people back to life so he can bring his daughter back to life. Yeah. He says, and that was like the theme of the whole movie. Well, not the whole movie, but you you learned that fairly early on that he lost his daughter, and, and yeah. you could tell that was his driving force. Yeah, yep. And then he says, uh, some he did a bunch of experiments to like try to keep people alive, and like a lot of them stay alive. They don't want to stay alive. Basically, like they want to die, but he won't let them yeah. die. So then, this is where we get like Dan and the nut son and dad walking through the basement basement and we see all these fucking creatures. Start it's like a up. fun house of horror. It's so fucking just, awesome. Yeah. Dude. It's like a... It's, they enter that one room and it's just like a slaughterhouse but of just like human skeletons and remains well, and... And shit hanging up down yeah, there. Yeah, that's what first what we see is just like torsos hanging yep. and fucking body parts and shit. And then we hear like a whoosh, whoosh, Yeah, whoosh, the dude. Whoosh. And then we, we just see yes. this fucking dude like crushing his head into a pipe on the wall. Like, yeah. Clearly he's trying to kill himself, but he just can't. And like, what the fuck? And he looks over and you see straight through his fucking skull, yeah. like. The dude cannot die because of whatever this doctor did to him. Yeah, like, they just want to die. Yeah. So like they're like zombies, but we're like, yeah, I how don't do you know. kill them? Kind yeah, of thing. they want to die. They're fucking tormented. Like they're like later on, well, coming up soon, they're trying to like kill them, and they just like are shooting their legs to get them down because yeah, like, how the fuck they do know. kill these things. Yeah, it was awesome. And they're just like fucking mad, crazy. They don't have like yep. they don't want brains or something. They just like fucking out of their fucking minds that was a fucking crazy scene I love that but then after we see that we see all the fucking torsos and shit start rising up and all these creatures we see yeah there's like a blanket and there's like whatever underneath even there's like a little chunk of something underneath that blanket that turned alive and we see the classic guy like crawling like on his arms and legs but like backwards behind his back and that like his, was awesome. his head's like 360. Even though that was like a super common, like you've oh, seen it in a bunch of horror yeah, movies, that's it. it was still awesome. And but it was done well. And he grabs James and yep. James is like, ah, oh, fuck you, James. Yeah, they did the whole thing where like the camera's around the corner and you saw him like holding on and it drags him away. It was still very funny. I don't know why Dan hated James. Maybe just because he wanted to find Allison. But the yeah. other two guys hated James too. Yeah. Like, we just he's, weren't supposed to care about head. James. He yeah. was just there to fucking die. He, he was just a meth head. He he's lucky he lasted that long. <laughs> yeah, he was. It was fucking this. This is primo horror shit right here. Yep. Uh, okay, and then we we're seeing them. It's cutting back and forth between scenes. We see the pregnant lady. We see, uh, she's, yeah, the pregnant lady is getting, her belly's like fucking huge, and then we see, like, her white dress beneath her crotch is, like, all bloody, and the nurse's like, oh, fuck, what the fuck, and then we see the guys going through the basement, and then we see Allison and the doctor talking, that the pregnant lady, oh, fuck, skip 
to the part. Uh, which part you skip? Because, yeah, we get to the part where where Ellen is opening up the book for a C-section, right? And uh, the grandpa's yes. pleading with her? Yeah, he said, you're the only one who can save her. But before that, the dad, not dad, runs off. But keeps cutting back and forth. But, yeah, the dad, the grandpa's pleading with her. And he's like, uh, you're the only one that can help yep. her. In the pregnant lady's like, ah, Ellen, dad, Ellen is, like, dad. just really pissing you off right now. Who's that? Because the Asian nurse. Because yeah, yeah. she's supposed to be like, she's like, I understand shit's going down, but you're a fucking nurse. You should be used to doing this kind of stuff. And she's flipping through the book, and she's all like, you know, C-section for dummies. Yeah. And she's like, I can't do it. And the the grandpa's like, knowing the yeah, severity it's a gun. of the, Yeah, he's like, you have to. You're the only one that you're can help her. You're the only one can save her, yeah. And right out of the, I didn't see this coming at all. Did you yeah. see it coming? Nope. Yep, so all of a sudden he's like, please, you have to help, and then boom, you just see, like, blood coming from his neck. Right, I didn't even see a hand or anything. I just well, saw she stabbed like, him from the backside of his neck through a, a fucking scalpel, nah, okay. like, right through the front of his neck. All of a sudden, his fucking neck is just, like, squirting blood. Yeah, you yeah, know, she like stabs his, him from behind with a scalpel right through his neck. Which is his granddaughter fucking yeah. stabbed him. Yeah, I was all like, Ugh. Like, what oh my the God. fuck? I thought yeah. he was gonna like shoot the nurse or something. Yeah, yeah, dude. They, yeah, God, this movie was awesome. It was, it was dope. It was cool. Yeah. It's like so, I, I, like, I, I mean, I kind of saw like an antichrist baby thing coming, but I did not see the fucking grandpa. Yeah. I thought no, the grandpa was gonna be in on it. If yeah, anything. Well, I, 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 I was like, he's probably gonna die, but I did not see his granddaughter stabbing him in the neck. Yeah, from behind with the fucking scalpel. It's I crazy. did not see that coming. I mean, yeah. I was like, I knew he was gonna die, but that just did not. Yeah, that was surprising. And then she says a bunch of shit like, "Oh, the doctor's a great man. Yeah. I'm so lucky to have yeah. his baby," yeah. or some shit like that. And then all of a sudden, the nurse is freaking out. And the lights go out, and then that's when we see more road people. And they're they're in the building. Yeah, they're like. Yep, you're fucked now. So this is another thing about lights. So like, once the lights go out, they appear. So I don't know if they're like vampires or some shit. Because I guess it wouldn't even be regular I lights. Never, yeah, I don't know. But they only show up in the darkness. They don't like lights. It seems like it doesn't matter. It doesn't play into yeah. it, which is awesome. Which doesn't matter. But okay. Uh, and then the nurse runs and hides in, like, a fucking vent or something. Like, yeah, some kind of closet or something like that. But then, like, the older guy of the two guys, not the dad. The son chases not the dad. The not son chases the not dad. And the fucking the older guy is, like, in a room. And he sees, like, He's, like, talking to himself, saying some weird shit. And then we see, like, a dead baby and a dead lady. So Mm -hmm. this is where that baby shoe came from, apparently. And he's like, it's your fault. And he turns around to the younger guy and, like, starts choking him out. They're they're hallucinating hardcore at this point. This guy is. Yeah. Specifically the older guy because, like, James said before, like, he's in his head because the doctor can, like, get in your head somehow. But then 
the younger kid like gets a flare and like burns him with it and somehow that turns him off like i don't know if it's fire or if it's light or something yeah like snaps him out of it okay so out of everyone that started with five people left that are we've got not dead father son ellen and basically the pregnant girl might as well be dead Okay, five people that are good. We have four left. I put Allison in it, so... Allison's done. We don't know this yet. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But then Dan finds Allison, and she seems to be alright, talking to her. And then she looks really fucking pregnant for some reason. We find out that they lost a child. I don't know if it was a stillborn or something. Well, we we knew this a long time ago, though. We, we knew they lost yep. a kid, yep. but uh, it seemed like it maybe was through pregnancy that they lost yep. it. And then we hear the doctor's voice, and the camera pans out, and then Allison, who looks fine before, just got fucking, like, tentacles and goo just fucking straight shooting out of her body, and she's clearly fucking dead now. Just all over the place. Yep. And the doctor's like, oh, I... He calls her the mother, which I, is important because you realize, like, she is helping or she is, like, the power source or the life force... Yes. ...of a lot of what's going what on. Shit's going on. Yeah. He's like, I, I gave her what she wanted. She's finally yep. a mother. Yep. And then Dan's like... Looks at the axe that he's holding. Looks at her, and then we just see the shadow of him fucking cutting her up. Yeah, through the yeah. So you know that. It's like, he's fuck. like okay, because at first he was all like thinking it was normal. Yeah. And then he was like, "Oh, this is what's going on. Like she's a fucking monster." Which I kind of love this part because she was like the main girl never fucking dies in a scary movie, and he You're right. Nope, this bitch is. <laughs> Completely not even dead. She's fucking caterpillar, yeah. you know. And then he just fucking takes the axe and put her out of her misery. I guess I don't know. Like any fucking hope that we had for her before is just gone. Yep. And then a glowing triangle appears, which is like a dark hundredth time inside, but like glowing lines. And then there's, like, four, like, covered bodies on stretchers. I don't know why they're even there. And then we hear the doctor's voice, and he starts to explain, but his explanation doesn't even matter. Yeah. He says he defies God and death. Uh, He found something older than God. In time, and they've blessed him. So, like, some ancient, ancient god or gods have blessed him. So, what we kind of find out, I don't know, we don't know why he figured this out or how. We know why, we don't know how. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. He just needs one more thing to get his daughter back. So, his whole fucking thing is to get his daughter back. Uh, 
we see the doctor again. He looks like a fucking like a skinned human being. Yeah, that he's was like tarred. this blackish green something. Like we can see like all his like muscles and bones, but just like covered in blackness. Yeah. Uh, and then the pregnant chick comes up behind Dan and stabs him. No one ever kills Dan, <laughs> like. They just stab him a little, yeah. like, wander off for a bit. But he's got a nine-inch Bowie knife sticking out of his back. Yeah. Point, and he's, like, just barely hanging on. And he was already stabbed, like, in yeah. the chest yep. before or something. Yep. <laughs> but then he's kind of laying down because he's been stabbed. And the doctor puts his hand on the fucking pregnant chick, says take this vessel my daughter or some shit like that and then the triangle fucking opens up and it goes from like a dark black triangle to wide bright light and fucking all of a sudden the pregnant chick starts screaming and from we're seeing Dan's point of view all we see is her head and her feet and she starts screaming and then it's like all of a sudden she like bounces back to reality and she's like, "What the fuck is going it's on?" Like, oh shit, no! Because we start getting like a a view like inside of her uterus or something. There's some like demon breaking out or something. Yep. And then we see her face. She's in terror. And we see her legs like kicking, her face kicking, and just like blood everywhere. And all of a sudden, fucking giant fucking ten foot Beverly just, number two yeah. fucking crawls out. And like, awesome. Awesome creature. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know how to explain it. It's like a, a four foot fucking. I don't it's know. Like a, it's like a, the legs. A hairless a, bear man thing. Fucking huge. Long legs. I don't know. It's like legs of a cow. Body of a bear without fur. And the face kind of, of a man. man facial. Yeah. It killed it. It was good. And then it, like, stomped on one of the bodies that they knocked mm-hmm. over. just crushed its face. Which, I'm pretty convinced the only reason they put those four bodies in there is so they could have that scene that crushed its face. A face crusher. Yeah. Uh, then the doctor is telling Daniel he's been great. He has to kill him, though. Before he can live again. Some bullshit like that. Says some spiritual shit. Sorry, I keep getting ahead of my notes. Just too excited. We're getting towards the end. Well, I mean, we're in the end, but... Yeah, this is... it's, it's, It's culminating... This is the end. So okay, so Dan goes after the doctor, which is like fucking skeletal, covered in yeah. tar right now. Stabs him with the Puts fucking an axe, axe. In the and the doctor's like, "Oh, that doesn't affect me," and like says a bunch of more shit. And then Dan like tackles him into the wide open abyss yeah. of the. Through the triangle. Bright light triangle behind them. Which we don't even know what effect that has. And then all of a sudden this 
secondary basement starts closing down and the only person left is the kid. Yep. And Beverly too is what I call her, which is yeah, uh, the, the demon child. Oh, demon thing. Yeah. And the walls start closing down and the kid's running out and he escapes and the demon child gets crushed. He's upstairs and he starts hearing noises like, what the fuck, what the fuck? And all of a sudden someone pops out and it's a Asian nurse. Oh, yeah. And they hug. So our last two people alive are... I don't want to call Asian nurse. What's her name? Ellen. Ellen and the kid are the only two to survive. The mute. So there's a scene then with... um, So, yeah. Oh, yes. I see the scene. The the sun... Actually, the sun doesn't come out. It's just like the moon, whatever. It's getting a little bit lighter out. But uh, there's a scene where Daniel and Allison are in only what I can explain as the different, the separate reality. Different uh, dimension. Dimension. Yeah, that's what I meant. The different dimension. And um, they're holding hands, looking at the horizon, which is the triangle. And then it's it's just basically, well, that's the very last of it. But yeah, it kind of ends with the mute and Ellen together. And then Allison and um, Daniel. But Allison and Dean are in like a different world. It's a I call it a, a alternate reality, a or foggy dimension. pyramid world because yeah. it's just like real foggy and cloudy yeah. and just pyramids everywhere. It's which where the triangle kind of comes from, yeah. and then the real world. It's the kit, the Mew, and Ellen. Uh, but I forgot a point where the dad, quote unquote, dad dies when. Oh, yeah, he lights the... He's getting, like, stabbed in the guts. This is another minor problem I have. He's, like, perfectly mobile while his guts are getting ripped out by tentacles. Yeah. And he's pouring, like, lighter fluid all over himself and the beast. Yeah. And then the, the mute throws a lighter on him, lights him on fire, but it doesn't... I forgot what the, yeah. Apparently, it doesn't do anything because the fucking beast is still fine after that. I forgot about that. Yeah, he grabs the alcohol from the previous yeah. scene or whatever and lights him on fire. But yeah, then like the last scene is Allison and Dan in that pyramid foggy world. Yeah. And like, we don't really know what the hell is going on. And they hold hands and the credits Boom. roll. Credits roll, yeah. So... I mean, this one is more ambiguous than the last one, but it was. I didn't need to know the answer. Exactly. So I was like trying to like I already had like a few theories, and I've kind of refined them, which we'll go over my main theory in a minute here. But I did a lot of research trying to figure out like what was going on, and then I found something that said the directors, you know, the. Uh, Jeremy Gillespie and Stephen Kostansky, they purposely, and, and you have to realize sometimes that's a cop out, sometimes it's the easy way out. Yeah. But sometimes it's like legit, like, it's you know. Intentional. It's, it's you know, your your imagination is, the vivid imagination you have and what yeah. you think is going to happen is going to be better than, right. you know, whatever they can come up with, which is sometimes true. That's what they call it. Th- yeah, and I think that's true in this case. So they purposely 
So then I wrote after, because right away I started writing down significance of the name, the void, question mark, significance of the triangle. Like I was writing all this down in the very beginning. And then I wrote by them, it's purposely vague. So you can surmise your own. Absolutely. It doesn't need an explanation. Like some, it's not trying to be some deep thought piece or anything like that. Like this is what happened from these characters point of view. Like how would they know what's going on? Why should you know? Yeah. Do you have, did you come up with a theory? Oh, I have no theory. I have nothing. So I have a, like, I don't know. I've got one main theory, but I myself can poke a bunch of holes in it. But the main theory I have is, um, so I don't even know where to start with my main theory. So my main theory is that there is this huge cult. Yeah. Which is the people in the robes and... Whatever yeah, they don't explain yeah. those people. So they're like almost like I guess I don't know if Heaven's Gate would be a good comparison, but they think they know something. They think something's happening or something's coming. Yeah. So then my, you know, that being said, there's um, I don't know if it's like the end of the world or something, but um, there's there there there's something happening and it's opening up like all of a sudden boom we're our our alternate reality our our the the different dimension or whatever you want to call it is opening up um and it's unleashing hell on earth so i think that this movie picks up right when everything is coming together so you've got like for one reason or another there's a portal being opened and you're getting like an alternate reality or the different dimension is coming in and then you've get you've got this like cult of people that were like oh this is what we've been looking for yeah. kind of thing so part of me is like wondering if the doctor losing his daughter put him kind of like it just made him loony and he just uh, one way or the other, accidentally or something, or purposely, if you found a book or something, right. he facilitated everything as far as opening up this portal or this dimension or reality. And then everybody else is like some kind of like huh. weird cultist, whatever. And oh, they're yeah. just like looking for something to grasp onto. Like, you know, we, we've had these crazy ideas and we've been these crazy cult people and we're looking for something to, you know, make sense of our cult. And then this happens. And they attach themselves to that. Yeah. But I've, there's a lot of plot holes with that as far as that goes, as far well, as why they're in the middle of nowhere and uh, uh, there's all these people. So The doctor says that you're going to die for me like your your dad did and like your son did. So it kind of makes you think like maybe this is a long time coming for him. Sure. I, I guess I kind of missed that part. And then uh, those horns going off, bring it back to the red state. Uh Something in the Bible. Like, Michael Parks, that's who the main guy is. Yeah, he yeah. passed away. Yep. But uh, something the Bible says about there's uh, like seven horns blown at the end of the world. That's how you'll know that the end of the world is coming. I did not know that. So like uh-huh. maybe those, those. So we heard like three of them or something. Something like that. Yeah, so maybe yeah, yeah. it is some kind a of good point. biblical shit. But yeah. he says he's something uh, older than God, but. Maybe it's supposed to be like an old ancient god or sure. something. 
But yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. it really it doesn't. Does. But part of me is too is like wondering like wh- where do all the demons come in? Like why do if you die you turn into a demon? Who knows? But know. you know the weird thing is is like the dad and his you know the quote unquote not dad and not son they yeah. knew something was up. Because, like, they burnt that body in the beginning because they knew it turned into some kind of monster. Yeah, and then so, they burnt the body of the super trooper, too. Yeah, so how do they know, like... Who knows? Yeah. yeah. It would be cool if they did, like, a graphic novel. Or it's, like, some kind yeah. of backstory on it. Like, they left it wide open to do a sequel, and, you know, normally I love sequels and stuff. I don't but, think like, they need it. I They don't. They don't. But if they do... I just hope it's like the same guys that do it. So yeah. but no, this yeah. What w- what else do you have with this movie? Um, uh, all I have is like is ambiguous, but it was intentionally like yep. confusing, yep. and it worked. It was good compared to the last ones. Like, I've this one wasn't trying to lead us anywhere. Yep. I don't know. I give it nine out of ten. Oh, I was going to actually have you hold off on that because I... Oh, shit. Sorry. No. Well, because I purposely left mine wide open because I didn't want you to... Get influenced by it? Yeah, to, to, to see it, notice it, but I'll write mine down here. And circle it. Uh, I for a long time was coming in right around a nine to nine and a half and yeah. after I watched it last night I just was like I'm just gonna settle at 9.25 oh fucking give me that man yeah <laughs> I was very close I, uh, to coming in at a 10 but part of me is like even though I like the ambiguity of it not knowing like yeah a you little st- bit more of a backstory or, or something, yeah. yeah, would have just kind of helped a little bit. And then there's a couple. I mean, just a couple other minor things that are just coming in that we talked about as right. well. But like, still, like part of me is like, I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to do this, but part of me is like, dude, for any, just like this movie being made for eighty two thousand dollars wants me to give it a twenty out of ten, dude, just, for real. And like from start to finish, it's yeah. like good. It's straight up it's horror. Solid. It's a scary really movie. Nothing. Start the fucking finish. Yeah. There's really nothing in my opinion that that is like a big like wavering like this is why this movie is downgraded. So no, I mean, do you have anything else you want to add to it? Uh, I have to pee again. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's cold. Just just yeah. had our first pee break. Yes, queen. Yeah, there's like frost on the grass. Cripes. It's fucking awesome. It's also <laughs> one in the morning. I'm gonna be up in five hours. Yeah. Oof. Fun time. Mm-hmm. So that was the void. Um, Drunk Darius came in at a nine. I came in at a nine point two five. I never did get my rev- my rating at that, did I? Yeah. I did. No, you did. It might be yeah. one of my top ten. Of all time. Yeah. 9.25. It, it's great. It's... The movie is... is I mean, f- for being a, 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 a movie on the budget of $82,000, I mean, that's just beyond impressive. So, it's it's like a 80s throwback done almost perfect, 
you know, practical effects, no CGI, great acting. No slow build-up bullshit. No. It's just straight in the horror movie the yep. entire time. It throws in, the, like, uh, that sci-fi supernatural shit, yep. but still fucking good and realistic. Yep. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. So, that was The Void 2016. Uh, the last thing we have is our segment of the week, which is the Drunk Darius Deep Dive. Welcome to Drunk Darius's Deep Dive into Cropsy. What's the movie? Cropsy. Cropsy? Hey, have you seen this one? I've never even heard of it. Oh, buddy. Uh, oh. First of all, do you ever have like a local urban legend in your hometown about like a Bloody Mary or not in my hometown? Connie, the campground killer. You have a haunted house or one of those houses. What? I don't think so. In Bemidji? My hometown is Virginia, but I just went to college in Bemidji. Same thing. I don't think there was in Bemidji either. What? How is Minnesota so boring? I grew up with more than 500 people in a town, so we had other things to focus on. That's when you gotta make horror stories. (laughs) Whatever. Okay. We have the Haunted Cemetery, which is like in walking distance from here. Right. It is. It's pretty close to my house. Have you heard the Haunted Story from there? No. Uh... Apparently, there's, like, a little girl there named Sarah. She'll tug on your pant leg and right. says she's looking for her mom and, you know, like, your flashlights will go out or some shit. And then, then we had a haunted house out there by the Hindu temple Yep. that in high school we used to go to. Apparently, when you went in there, there was, like, a fresh-cooked meal on the table, like, still warm, and like, a bloody wedding dress in the attic. I'll never turn on a warm meal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever, freeze free. But we also had a story in the 70s. There was a murderer, and some lady got murdered, and they found, like, bones in the walls and stuff. Like Weird. My mom told me this story. But when I got older, I found out it was... They found bones in the yard, which the paper reported that they found bones in the yard, but it was uh, chicken bones. Oh, Apparently in the 70s, you eat fucking drumsticks and just throw the the bones in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. But they found, they actually found her body out here on Zooksburg, like Hepburn, but... So it's probably just like some old grandpa that died and they didn't know what to do with it. No, it was, it was a lady... They knew who she was. She was murdered. But, like, there's always stories like, oh, this killer's still on loose, some crazy killer. But, yeah. Come to find out. And it was pretty much widely suspected it was the husband because of a lot of shit appointed to him. But sure. he just couldn't be. Anyways, I can't believe you have any good ghost stories like that. <laughs> Not really. Fun fact, that haunted house I was talking about by the Hindu temple. Well, one night my friend was at uh, Casey's here, like at two in the morning, and there's some kids from out of town asking how to find this house. My friend told him how to get there, and the next morning the house burnt down. 
Really? Yeah, so my friend, friends with the local chief here, called him up and said, hey, these kids asked me how to get there this night. Went up to Casey's, found the security footage, and fucking traced their plates, found those fuckers in, like, Davenport. It's like a couple 17-year-old kids went and burned down our goddamn local haunted house. Well, at least they got turned in and they found them. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Thanks, Bo. So, Cropsy combines, like, it's a documentary, but it combines... Cropsy mixes truths with urban legends and shows that they can be one and the same. Is your worst nightmare come to life? Although it is a documentary, it has the aura of a nightmare on Elm Street. A disgruntled monster is out for his revenge on children while they're the only ones who take him seriously. The twist is he's real. This is a major stretch. Yes, there was a real guy killing kids, but trying to tie him to a religion is just reaching for its sensationalism's sake. It's like saying Jason Voorhees is real because Teddy Bundy killed coeds. It just feels cheap and exploitive. Five out of ten. So, have you ever seen Cropsy? No, I haven't. Oh, it's like a... It's a documentary about how these kids grew up in New York and Staten Island. And they always have this story about Cropsy. It's just like this... Have you ever heard of Connie the Campground Killer? No. I think it's the same version of that where kids go to, like, summer camp. And there's this killer that kills, like, sleeping children at camp or whatever. So it's, like, a story that kids told in New York when they went to summer camp. Like, oh, crops, he's out to get you. Bullshit like that. Well, then, there's a movie called The Burning. Yes. So that's why you said that earlier. Yeah. The Burning, yes. That's, like, a 1970-something. The main killer in that is Cropsy. Ah. Which is based off of bullshit fucking, like, Connie the Campground killer. Like, Bloody Mary type story. Which is because Harvey Weinstein... You feel? You feel? Uh Harvey Weinstein? He grew up in New York and went to summer camps learning the story of Cropsy, this killer that killed kids. Uh, Sure. Apparently, there's this, like, a oldest band of mental asylum on Staten Island and a bunch of kids literally did go missing and the director of this Cropsy movie just like ties in the legend of he just made a stretch which I, I like the idea of like an urban legend coming real but I don't know it was an okay movie Cropsy gotcha. 2014? yeah and they made several Fire. movies about Not the documentary, but, like, actual, like, theatrical type of movies about it. You go to 5 out of 10? Yeah, it's okay. It was just disappointing. Was this your first watch? Ah, second. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So, the last thing we have is just next week. 
unless you have anything else. So. No. All right. Uh, so next week, um, the segment, we're going to be returning to Boss Tuna's Zombie Gem of the Week. I am stoked. Uh-huh. Um, so a zombie fan by the end of this. Yeah, so I told Mr. Drunk Darius uh, before we started recording, the Zombie Gem of the Week next week is going to be the one that I had meant to do previously. We'll see. But I was just the wrong one. So, but I mean, the one we did last time, that was still a gem. It was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. I mean, awesome. it's a gem. Yeah, I mean, you have to read it. Into it. Zombie gem of the week. I mean, don't don't go expecting uh, uh, Train to Busan or something like that. I mean, this is, you know, it's going to be a hidden gem kind of deal. So, um, Drunk Darius, I'll, I'll watch it and write some uh, notes on it. And then Drunk Darius will get it afterwards. And then you guys will be introduced to it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, the discussion topic next week, Drunk Darius is going to choose that one. What do you got, Drunk Darius? Overrated horror movies. Ooh, so are we doing like a top three, top Let's five? Let's just do top five. It seems to be a good discussion topic. Okay, this is going to be interesting. So top five. I got a lot to say about this. Top one. five overrated horror movies. Gotcha. That's going to be... Oh, man, we're going to make some enemies with that I one. fucking hope so. Okay, discussion topic, top five overrated horror movies. And lastly, we're going to get into the movies for next week. Um, so, well, what do you got? You, it looks like you had something to say. No, nope. just waiting okay. for this. Okay, he's waiting. So, we... It's... it's, it's well, shit, now it's uh, the 26th. We started recording, and it was the 25th. Yeah. So we figured it would be fitting uh, to do, we're going to do two episodes in October. We figured it would be fitting to do two Halloween styles. So we're going to choose Halloween themed. So these aren't necessarily movies that take place on Halloween. They just have to be tied into Halloween somehow. So they could be movies that we just feel uh, is a movie you should watch on Halloween. Doesn't mean that the movie has anything to do with Halloween or was filmed on Halloween. But we're going to give you guys four movies that fit the Halloween theme. Yep. Two this week, two, yep. two weeks from now. Yep. So each of us, uh, I'm going to get one new and one old, and Drunk Darius is going to get one new and one old as well. So I'm up first, and I have the old movie, which is... Clown House, 1989. Clown House. Yup. Have you even heard of it? Uh, I don't think so. You probably haven't. I, I've, I've seen it once. Oh, God. Years and years ago. Um, and I completely forgot about this movie until I was was doing some research. And yeah. I the only reason I recognized it is because it's a young Sam Rockwell so Sam Rockwell is pretty pretty notable, I guess, of an actor now. Um, and the horror community will recognize him as uh, starring in the remake of Poltergeist. But yeah, Sam, Rock, Sam Rockwell. Clown House, 1989. That is my movie. The new movie? Uh, knock, knock. Knock, knock? Who's there? 
No, not watch it. Knock, knock. Not the Keanu Reeves. Uh, oh, that was a good movie. What do you... Uh, I, th- I was going to say, I thought you told me this earlier. If you uh, call a woman with big boobs, she works at uh, Hooters. What do you call a woman with one leg? Where does she work? Um, I fucked that joke up bad. Yeah, you did. Okay. If a, if a woman with big boobs works at Hooters, where does a woman with one leg work? Stumpies? I don't know. IHOP. Uh, <laughs> IHOP. That's a trick. Very nice. And a treat. Oh, snap. Trick or treat is my movie. I'm excited as fuck. Trick or treat. Got it. I'm pumped. Me too, man. I am almost embarrassed to say the first time I saw this movie was last year. So (sighs) I'm excited to watch it again. I fucking love it. Yep. This is, uh, we've been doing some, mostly because of my fault, but some long, kind of almost boring, scary movies, but yeah. Trick or Treat is not one of those, and yep. it's all Halloween. Yeah, I think both these movies are going to get us into the Halloween kind is, of uh, theme, and yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm excited. They're good October movies for sure. So you got a good one for next week. Um, I, I actually, um, did I steal it? No, you didn't really steal it. But I thought about Trick or Treat, but I was like, God, is that too much? Like in the face kind of thing. Fuck yeah! But I'm glad you did it because that's who cares. That's that's great. No, I I've got a bunch. Uh, that I was writing lists down for. Um. And and it's gonna be tough because you know. I got a good we one only for have the one old days. New and one old, so I got. Yeah, I'm only so excited. I love all of them. Yeah. So, um, so to recap, uh, the the old movie is Clown House, 1989. The new movie is Trick or Treat, which I think is like 2012 or 14 or somewhere in there. Yeah. No, there's only one Trick or Treat. Uh, the segment is gonna be Boss Tuna Zombie Gem of the Week. I'm pumped. Um, I love zombie movies so I look for any excuse to watch them and the discussion topic is top 5 overrated movies I know we're going to get to this at some point I hope it was as good for you as it was for us word boom that was incredible is it good for you? (laughs) I've had better (laughs) 